Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Dombele, here is Kane! Harry Kane strikes in the Premier League for the first time here this season. Trademark Harry Kane finish. And here is Winks looking for Son. Son is beyond Alisson! 2-2! Son Heung-min marks his 300th first appearance with a crucial goal. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We do hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us on the back and providing you with instant reaction of Tottenham Hotspur with a 2-2 draw against title-chasing Liverpool. Delighted to be welcoming back three returning guests to The Last Word on Spurs. But if you're listening to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Audioboom, request a range of different social media platforms. We're, of course, on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And we're also, um, just for Jason's sake, live on YouTube. I've been told Fallon is on, so he must crack on. So um, welcoming my panel tonight. I'd like to have alongside me the great Jason McGovern. Jace, how are you? Lovely to have you here. Oh, good, mate. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> we're not ruining this, right, for the crowd. I've been waiting for a football match for the last three weeks. You are not doing this to us, so control Come on, yourself. Fallon's on. Don't waste time. Get on with it. <laughs> Alongside Jason McGovern, delighted to be welcoming back to the last one on Spurs, one of our own, Jamie Brown from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, what a result. Lovely to have you here. Yeah, a very, very exciting game of football. I think, first of all, uh, I think from a neutral kind of standpoint, it was a fantastic game. I mean, it had really everything, um, end-to-end drama. I think there was lots of controversial decisions. Um, trying to talk as quickly as possible. Um, uh, it was a very, very exciting game. And of course, it, uh, we come away disappointed with a draw So kind of to, against Liverpool. So kind of that says everything of, of how we're doing under Antonio Conte. So that, that's fantastic. I think, yeah, I mean, it's obviously slightly disappointing. We haven't got all three points. There was lots of chances in that game that we just failed to take. So frustrating. But I think the main thing for me, and I said it half time in our WhatsApp group, the main thing is the performance. And I thought the performance was really, really encouraging today. I think there was lots of positive signs of lots of, performances from individuals who have looked like they've improved so I was really really pleased with that performance so yes long may it continue. 
Absolutely. And also delighted to be welcoming back to the last one on Spurs twice in a matter of a couple of weeks. Great to have Sammy Powell back on the last one on Spurs. Sammy, lovely to have you here. What a game. What a game, Sammy. What what a game, mate. Um, it, well, it had everything, didn't it? Um, it could have gone both ways. Um, it, the, the referee, well, you could tell it was Christmas. He was giving cards to everybody. Spurs missing chances. Um, that really should have been nailed. I'm a Deli Alley backer, so I'm sorry for the people out there that want to see him gone. I'm not one of them. Um, I'm, I'm one of those that want to see somebody who has got world-class talent come back to playing with world-class talent. And we saw him. He was making a difference to the game. Um, exciting, mate. Just end on Bolle, uh, silky skills. Um, yeah, it just everything that I wanted to see from Tottenham. The manager has brought it back to the game and uh, it's just left me buzzing. I couldn't be happier with it. And just to, to top that off, I've had everybody, my pals, I've even had some gooners that, uh, that yes, they're my friends and we have like banter messaging me saying it's happening. Um, and do you know what? I feel like it is, Ricky. I totally agree. Jace, let's come to you. I mean, what a game. And so definitely to build upon for Antonio Conte there for Spurs. I mean, everyone really played well. And I, I can't remember a time in which I've said that about Spurs, but um, big shouts out to Harry Winks, Deli Alley. I think we were never going to say that. We couldn't imagine saying that before the game, but um, who came in from the cold and were absolutely brilliant in terms of that game. And Cessna, another one you could put in that category. Ben Davis also absolutely outstanding. A real team performance. Everybody fighting for the shirt. I mean, and this is Antonio Conte Spurs, Jace. We've got a lot to look forward to, haven't we? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one because, as, as we all know, we're probably, we're probably all disappointed we didn't win it because of the, the quality. of. Ch it's not just the number of chances we had, it's the quality of chances. They were really, really good chances. And, and even a couple that, I mean, the, the cane ball across to Sonny should have been a better ball and was an easy ball to play and things. So, you know, it wouldn't have surprised us if we, just, we had enough chances to score four or five. On another day, Kane gets sent off and you play 75 minutes with 10 men. So, you know, it it's, could have gone either ways. But just a, just a brilliant game. But I think the circumstances that we've had, we got, you've got to recognise Liverpool with a whole midfield and Van Dijk missing, you know, it was a good chance to play them. But the character of the players after what the, you know, the, the COVID that they've gone through, the fitness levels of the players, I thought, you know, Winks, Winks gave the ball away a few times, but the, the effort of Winks today, you know, he covered, it was everywhere today, Harry Winks, involved in both the goals. Uh, we saw good or bad in Delhi. You know, he knows that he should have scored. He knows that he could have played the ball to Kane a bit cleaner. Um, but at least we saw a glimpse of the old Delhi and that. So, no, it was, uh, there was far more positives today than there was minuses. And, in a strange way, you know, having beaten Brentford, Norwich and Leeds, today was a was a much harder game. And so, OK, we haven't won it today, but I'm, I'm more encouraged by what I saw today than, than I was against Norwich or Brentford. So, you know, it, it just hopefully we can take that into Wednesday and um, and then, you know, if Wednesday goes ahead and we'll just have to wait and see. But no, lots of positives today. That's the thing. Absolutely. Jason, oh, Jamie, let's come around to you. Um, I mean, like Jason said, they're huge encouraging forms from Spurs, particularly in those circumstances when, let's be honest about it, look, we've not been in action now for over two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks, and that must have created, you know, we must have created as many big chances in that game, Jamie, as in the whole entire reign of Nuno Espirito Santo, because um, that was against the top side. I know, listen, they were depleted, they were missing key players, but um, like Jason said there, I'll pick up on what he says, you know, particularly encouraging to see the likes of Winks, 
Delhi, Sessignon, and even Ndombele show what you can do when given an opportunity. How would you overview that result for you, Jamie? Happy with the point or disappointed not to go over all three? No, yeah, I, I said at the start of the show, I mean, definitely somewhat disappointed not to have come away with three points. And I think that in itself is, is just fantastic that we've got that attitude now. So, um, yes, I was disappointed, but I think... I think looking at it in terms of going into the game, I think they were obviously missing their mid, those two midfielders in Fabinho and Henderson. We're missing Skip and Hoybier, who have been two kind of two of our main midfielders. Virgil Van Dijk, we didn't have Christian Romero, so I think there was kind of you know you can kind of argue that Spurs we weren't in the best, we didn't kind of have our maybe our some of our best players either. Um, and then of course you know we haven't played for two weeks. They've obviously maybe had a, a slightly more hectic schedule, but I think when you haven't played. Um, you know, you can start to lose a bit of fitness there in terms of not being quite match sharp. So I think kind of the circumstances were difficult for both teams. So I think it's a bit unfair in terms of people saying that Liverpool had it difficult going into that game. I think it was somewhat a fair matchup in the end, to be honest. Um, but no, I think there was lots of encouraging performances, some players that maybe you, you wanted a lot more from. I think for me, I think a massive shout out has to go to Eric Dyer. I think that his performances have been... I think they've been really, really impressive over the last couple of weeks. And it's kind of been a consistent thing now. He's really taken that role as the middle centre centre back in that team. And and he's looked really good. It's, it's, it's what we've really been missing. We've been missing a real top um, central defender. And yes, of course, maybe he's not shown that all the time, but he's, he's starting to show it a bit more consistently now. And he does look like a really confident player. So um, I was really, really impressed with him today. But it was it was more kind of the performance of everyone who's who's coming, kind of coming from the cold under Conte. Harry Winks was good. Delhi was good. Um, Tongi and Dombele, I'm sure we'll get on to him. And Flashes was good. Of course, he created the goal. Um, again, I, I want more from him, and, and I'm sure we'll discuss him in a bit more detail later. But there was, obviously, again, there was just players that, that hadn't been playing so well. They just looked like they have improved. So, um, yeah, I was, I was very impressed. I was very pleased with that performance. Sammy, let's come round to you because someone feels it's probably the best game Spurs have played in a very, very long time. And, you know, we didn't take our chances, but if we keep playing with that intensity, you do feel we could be really onto something special now. And you just now have that feeling if we can back Conte in January and, of course, the summer, you know, I think this man were on to a winner potentially. And who would have thought it? You know, the likes of Deli Alley, Harry Winks, Sessi Young, they, they were absolutely brilliant. Um, are you somewhat in a way, surprised at just how he's getting the best out of many players that some felt did not have a long-term future at Tottenham? Yeah, yeah, I am surprised. Um, you know, I, I wanted to see it, but um, we're, we're Spurs fans. So, we're, you know, we're expecting, you know, we're, we're used to getting guys in, um, the best of the best in, and it just doesn't happen for us. There's always something missing in the recipe of the cake that we're baking at Tottenham. And I don't know what it, we don't know what it's been. Um was it was it passion? You know, we, we had Mourinho in. Why are the players not playing for him? Why why are they not looking like they want to be on that field? Every single player looked like they want to play for Antonio Conte, and that is makes a massive difference. It makes a massive difference in normal life. If you want to be at work, you're good at the job, and you know the the, the guys look like they want to be there. For me, you know, I've I've been very critical of the of the back, uh, you know, um, of the support that we've got at the back. They were all brilliant, um, you know, and Emerson makes me very edgy um, when he's on the ball and I've not been shy oh, about that. And, yep. and, and he is, he's a little, he's 1.1 second too slow to everything. But he was 
just magnificent in terms of the, his vision. Um, Sanchez sliding back and stopping critical crosses into the box, or even shots. The, the lads were, but Dyer, he looked like a leader. Um, and Harry Winks, what's he? I, I don't know what he's feeding him. We know it's not ketchup and mayonnaise, but he is, it's unbelievable. He's feeding the ball over the top to Harry, to Son. Some, that's the best football Harry Winks has played in a Spurs shirt, no doubt. Unbelievable. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying it, uh, Ricky. I can't believe I'm saying it. But for me, I know we're probably going to touch on it. Deli Alley back in a Spurs shirt, playing football like he should do. He looks fitter. He looks faster. And that's what he would say he would get out of the players, Antonio Conte. He would say he'd get the sharpness back out of them. Deli looks sharp. And uh, and I love to see him starting. I don't like seeing him come on at 81 minutes, you know, and, um, and, and just getting a little bit of time. You're not going to see a superstar you're not going to get the best out of them like that. And Deli Ali's a superstar. I back him. I think he should be in the squad. Antonio Conte is finding that out now. And, and hopefully we're getting our rhythm. Yeah, I mean, Jace, just to come back round to you. I mean, like I said, what a game. There was crazy VAR drama in that for sure. But, you know, Spurs will feel it's a game they could and maybe should have won. And as we said, there's real great effort on the back of what's been a real difficult couple of weeks. We've mentioned the likes of Deli and Winks looking revitalised. Session looking back to potentially his best we've seen in the Spurs shirt. I mean, whatever Conte is doing... It's absolutely working. Are you surprised, Jace, just how quickly it's taken Conte to almost change some of these players around in terms of their performances? Or do you still feel there is an urge for caution? I know you're one that always is, you know, keep your feet on the ground. Should we still be keeping our feet on the ground to some degree here? Yeah, it's an urge for caution because, you know, those those players are putting a real shift today. But, but maybe Delia Winks up against Henderson and Fabinho is a different test. And we know that we've said it with each and every one of our players. There's all Eric Dyer's capable of a good performance, but we've seen bad. And that, that can apply to every single one in the squad. You know, Reggion can look good one week and bad the next. Uh, Sonny can be brilliant one week and disappear the next. So it's, it's not picking on players. It's it's consistency of performances. And we need to see Delia Winks do that between you know, against West Ham on Wednesday and then against Crystal Palace on Boxing Day and then against Southampton on the 28th and then on the at Watford. And so that's six games then that they've done it in. And then you start to think, right, we're doing it. But it'd be no surprise if the two of them had a bad game on Wednesday. And that's, like I say, that's not having too much a go at them. It's, let's not knee-jerk on the back of one game. Today was, you know, we had, uh, we had more energy. The physicality of us, I thought, was superb today. It really was. Uh, I certainly wasn't, you know, two or three days ago, if you'd have said we'd take a point from Liverpool, I'd have bit your hand off. Uh, and on another day, we could have had three and we could have had nothing. But let's not go too over the top. We, we need to see that on a consistent basis. But today was, if we can see today with a little bit of improvement in those players, because there were still times where they got things wrong, but it was a nice starting point for both of them today. Yeah, and Winks hard. certainly, Winks, it was nice to see Winks go forward a few times and, yeah, totally. and rather than constant backwards, yeah. backwards, sideways, sideways. Yes, yeah. there's times you've got to keep the ball and spray it around. But at least today, a few times, I mean, it was a, a ball to Kane in the first yeah. half. Chris the the time, was it to Sonny oh, or something? Yeah. That's a sign of confidence. And he's not had that in the other managers. That, no. That's my opinion. So, you know, he's got you know, the confidence. If he, if he can look to do that, then, then great. But as we say, it's got to be every week type of thing.
Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. And I think you're right in saying that, Jace, that um, it was lovely seeing Winks playing consistently the ball forward. And it's been such a long time since we've seen that. So a real pleasure to... Uh, Jamie, let's come round to you. I mean, it was a great game, but I think one thing that many will pick up on is the fact of how many chances Spurs had during that game. And we were so incredibly wasteful, but it's so hard because there were so many positives in that game. And you see Conte is getting so much out of this squad. You know, still unbeaten in the Premier League. And how quickly, as we've said, he's improved so many players and got them playing in his style, which is a testament, I think, to how good he is and just generally his coaching ability on that training ground, which I'm sure has massively helped. You know, the lack of games has been so frustrating for us as fans, but I think it has played massive dividends to having those players around him for a consistent period, being able to work with them to understand his philosophy, how he wants to take the club forward. And I know um, you're a big fan, Jay, you're a modern day fan of the XG. I think the XG today we saw was uh, Spurs versus Liverpool. It was 2.46. Combined in August and September, it was 2.70. That's just phenomenal in terms of, in general, how much that figure is calculated to change, isn't it? Isn't that incredible? Uh, Well, I mean, firstly, just on contact, I mean, look, he's he's top three managers in the world. And it's I I still find it absolutely incredible that we managed to land him. And, um, you know, you talk about the improvements and how quickly he's kind of managed to come in and and turn around what looked like a poor squad and and making them play like they did today. I mean, he's he's done it on multiple occasions now. I think, you know, we've said it in the past. At at Juve, uh, they finished seventh the season before he came in. Following year, they won the league. Inter Milan, they won their first title in 10 years. Chelsea, they finished 10th. Um, the, uh, the year before he came in, he came in and, and then his first year, he won the title with them. So he's a manager that comes in and, and has that ability to improve players. We, again, we saw that at Chelsea with Alonso and, um, and Victor Moses. He made that two players who, who looked like, you know, um, Alonso kind of, he failed at Bolton. He, he'd had a very difficult time in England, came over to England, fantastic left back. Um, and then, of course, on the other side, Victor Moses um, had a very difficult, I think he'd had a loan spell at West Ham. He didn't look like a great player. Antonio Conte makes him one of the, right, the best right wing backs in the league that season. So he, he's shown in the past that he's a fantastic at developing uh, developing players. And, you know, we, we know this squad, it's got a lot of work to be done on it. And I think in, you know, and yes, we were happy with the performance today, but I, I still think that, there, that there's a long way to go in terms of improving this squad. And, and to kind of produce that sort of performance today, with that squad, I think I think that's really impressive. I was not expecting that performance today. I was, I was, I was maybe fearing the worst, even if they were missing some key some key players. So, to, to go and produce a performance like that was fantastic. But we've seen that now. It's, you know, it looks like we are starting to build some sort of consistency. We, it looked as though that break for COVID had kind of come at the wrong time for Spurs. We were looking on an impressive run, but today we've gone and backed it up against Liverpool. So um, I think it's a really really good signs and. Uh, yeah, very, very encouraging signs. And uh, again, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic now because I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the Spurs play and, that, and that's yeah. kind of what I wanted. I think this year, maybe it's not so much about, you know, obviously results would be great, but for, for me, it's more about how we're performing and, and can we see kind of improvements in the team? And uh, today, yes, we're gutted. We didn't come away with the three points, but we've seen huge, huge improvements in that team and real direction. So, um, although, as I said, disappointed with the result, Really, really pleased with our progress as a, as a team. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I think you're right that already to see direction this quickly when we were waiting so long on the Nuno to try and understand what the plan is, where we're going, and to see it so quickly under Conte, I think that just tells you the differences between those calibre of managers. Now, um, we had a whole host of listener statements in and questions, so we're going to rattle through a few of these now. Uh, Matt Toto says, finally an enjoyable Spurs game. Conte is the man. 
Levy should kiss whatever part Conte wants to be kissed and get him whatever he wants. And this will be huge. Uh, ben Taylor says, what a game. Drama. Well, it might be huge if he kisses him there. <laughs> That's what we love about this show after hours. You get comments like that from Jason McGovern. Sorry for the kids listening in. Uh, ben Taylor at Benface1989 says, What a game. Drama plus nine cards. Four goals and more importantly, a great performance. Yes, we should have scored more and taken all the points, but a draw against Liverpool is fantastic. Uh, Ross Nolan says, As tempted as it is, better players for missing chances. Let's just celebrate a brilliant game of football and take a well-deserved point that none of us saw coming. John Wardell says, How can players who played so poor on the Nuno, suddenly become passionate, committed and played to a different level. Just shows the worth of a quality manager. Um, Colin Zag says, disappointed not to grab the three points. We've got to be more clinical, but what a performance for me. Harry Winks was man of the match. Darren Blake, 84, says, much better performance from the team. I was nervous going in and that early goal really helped us. Just a shame we lacked the composure at the other end or would have been a fantastic win. Delhi and Winks, do they deserve to get another chance? We're going to come on to them very shortly. Um, the Iron Dome says, decent result, but it's a sign of the progress we've made on the Conte that already we're slightly disappointed to not come away with all three points against the team in the calibre of Liverpool. Ben Hubbard says, no question. I'm just thankful that Conte is giving us our spurs back. And I think that's very hard to disagree with you on that one, Ben. Absolutely spot on with that. Right, guys, I just wanted to touch upon the team going into this game because... Um, it's fair to say, coming over to you, Sammy, that Antonio Conte had to name a very different team in Spurs' return to action. Um, obviously, Spurs had not played since their victory against Norwich, which was on the December 5th. And after a COVID outbreak, as we know, which swept through the whole camp, that resulted in nine first-team players, seven members of the coaching staff, and a large number of the under-23s testing positive. On Friday, he did say to us that Sergio Reguilón was expected to return to full training on the Saturday, and this match had come too soon for the Spaniard, who started on the bench with Ryan Sessignon playing on the left um, as a wing-back. Uh, Giovanni Lascelso, as Jason will be delighted to know, was back in training this week, and he returned to the bench after a period out with his knee injury. Um, it's fair to say this team was a mix between Conte, who worked with those on the pitches at Hotspur Way, and also alongside the sports science staff that was guiding him in terms of which players were going to be available. That team today we have was Lloris, Sanchez, Dyer, Davis, Emerson, Winks, Ndombele, Sessignon, Deli, Son, Kane. And on the bench, we had Austin Doherty, Regulon, Tanganga, Roden, Skip, Lo Celso, Burbine, Lucas. Was that the team, Sammy, you were roughly expecting? Uh, no, um, but, but with the options that we had, um, it, it, obviously it was apparent. I mean... One of the things I want to say, Ricky, is that a lot of the, the, the big stars that have come through Tottenham have come through with uh, because they've had to in terms of Adibayor, Kane and situations like that, players that you wouldn't normally have on the field that have been given a chance to shine. And, um, you know, I think every single squad needs depth. You need depth in your squad to be successful. And you never know how much depth you've got in your squad if some of these if, if some of these players haven't been given chances to play. Um, and you know they were all laughing at us, weren't they? Thinking Spurs were making a meal of the whole COVID situation and using excuses. And it's a very very serious thing. You know, it's sweeping. You know, it's threatening football at the moment. And we just want everybody to stay safe, obviously. But it's a it's a serious situation. So he's had to work with what he's got. Um, and I'm really glad that he chose that he, that he chose the team he did. You know, um, again, Ali and Dumbala. I'd, I'd always play. I mean, when I've been asked which squad squad would play in certain games, I would choose Ali and and, and, and um, you know, um over certain players. You know, and I and I haven't been Wink's biggest fan. 
Um, because he's looked like a youngster on the ball in big games, he hasn't looked like he's had the confidence for it. But he was given that opportunity and that platform today under a different manager, a manager that is Antonio Conte, which is obviously completely extracting the best out of him. And, and it's worked. So now, when we've got a fully fit squad, when everybody's fit, he, he he's learning how much depth we actually have, which is a massive bonus for Tottenham. You know, these young players and some of these what would be people's second chances are standing up on the big stage and they, they stood up to the plate today and showed that they want it. And that's what he wants to see. Um, you know, so yeah, I was I was super impressed, very impressed today. Yeah, just moving on to the game, Jace, the start of it. I mean, listen, Liverpool's so nearly ahead on the second minute. You know, Trent floated that in that cross that the other fullback Robertson nodded just wide, and Laurie then saved Milner's skidding low effort. And um, you know, pardon me, the, the start of the game was already quite erratic to begin with, but then obviously Spurs did get the opening goal, came making no mistake this time after missing a chance a couple of minutes before. Spurs pressed, they won the ball back really impressively, a great starting tackle from Harry Winks, and the ball came to Ndombele, who I know you're going to now ravel in and tell us the, the, the most amazing stuff about Ndombele, that, that wonderful, perfect inch through pass to Kane, who slid it home, and the relief on Kane's face was clear, clear wasn't it, Jace? He was so, almost like I say, adulation, so pumped to score that goal, and the celebration showed that. Yeah, it was 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 a good goal because you're right. The way that Winks won the ball at the start of it was was important, and then Tongi's part. We know he's got that. You know, he, he was seven. That's the Ben Davis rating that somebody asked him on the screen there to Andrew. Oh, right. What's your Ben right. Davis rating for seven? Sorry, I'm being. Right. Fallon's not just on yet, Jace. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought you meant the darts was on. Right. Okay. Um, no, it was an excellent ball from Ndombele. We know he's got that. We know that's in the locker, but. It's it's got to be you know we we then saw him lose the ball just outside our box three times, and you get punished for that. So, uh, but but Kane's finish, I thought he kind of half scuffed it. I didn't it didn't look from behind the goal. It didn't look like he did it really clean. But it's just important to get that goal because he'd he'd had the chance just a minute or so before that, hadn't he? Where he couldn't quite get the shot off. The defender had got the block on the turn. But we know how important it is to get him scoring and. Um, his performance today. I mean, I, I spoke to Jamie. I know it was in, was it in the week, mate? When 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 Jamie said, "Are you worried about his lack of goals?" And I said, "It's not his lack of goals that's that's been a worry for me this year. It's his it's his lack of physical challenges and the way he's not really getting into defenders. So to see him make that challenge against Robertson and to, to see him go up against the two Liverpool centre-halves, win a few balls in the air and things like that. That's been what, what my worry's been with Kane all season. Everyone, eventually, after, what, seven or eight years, you'll go on a bad scoring run. But um, it was just his all-round performances. But today, I mean, he, he, could, he, he could and should have scored four today, three or four. But mm, yeah. it was his all-round game today. The fact that he did link up a couple of times with Sonny. He looks interested through the entire 90 minutes. He looks... He looks much more like the Kane outside the box. You know, when he chased the ball down for when um, when uh, Alisson came out and miskicked and things like that. You know, they're the things we haven't seen from Kane this season. So, important for him to score, but it's just his all-round performance that was better. Just quickly, Jay, so yes and honest, will that be the moment that changes Kane's season in terms of goal scoring in the Premier League for you? Yeah, I think it will change it goal scoring for sure. We know he'll score goals and I'm... I've no doubt that he'll still end up the season with 15 goals at least in the Premier okay. League. In the yep. Premier League. Don't, don't forget, you know, everyone might to mock it. Today was his 18th goal of the season. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just I, say, I, Ricky, yeah. he's, he's not just his scoring, though, is it? Do you not think that they, that little break has done has, has done him well because he Possibly was, Sam. He yeah, was yeah. sprinting so much faster? And even when the ball got launched from Hugo to, to the other end and you knew it was going back to Alisson, you know, he was still running that full length for the pitch. I'd love to see the speed stats com- compared to his previous, you know, because he was he's, he had a he'll have had a busy heat map, Harry Kane, today. Um, and we've not seen him like that for a while. He's people say, you know, where was Kane for you? He's gone missing. He's not been in the game, and and it's sort of it's sort of been like that. I mean, for Spurs fans, he's always a playmaker anyway. So we see things that he brings to the game that not everybody's watching out for because he is such an incredible player. But today, I seen it all. I saw that drive back in him, that fight back in him. You know, yeah. even that, even the yeah. t- even the, him going for that challenge. Um, yeah. You know, you've seen yeah, him drawing true. out of those. You've seen him pulling out of so those true. Type of challenges yeah. lately. And so and and now, you know, I mean, obviously, and clearly, I'm really glad he didn't get a red card because that was a it was an atrocious challenge when you look back. But um, in all in all fairness, one word again, passion, and that's why he's doing it. Yeah, oh, well, I, think, I agree. With know, that. I think we'd all have to say as well, it's a red card. You know, how, how, how that doesn't go to VAR and VAR has a look at it because it's, it's, a, red, it's you know, a red card. It, it looked that's dodgy cool. at first. It looked dodgy at first, but when you then saw the, the other end, yeah. you think that's red. Sure, and that's what? That's a yeah. free game ban or something on top of yeah, that it's, as well. It's, it's it's very hard to make a justification oh, you to can't. Def- defend you that. You can't. I don't think you can. Um, I mean, no, listen, we're a fool we've if defend- you do. No, he yeah, defend- it as well after he slid in. It hit his arm. He didn't. He didn't get the ball. He hit his arm. Yeah, and, and and then he nearly took both of his legs off. So it was a it was, it was a, pretty, a bad one. He naughty yeah. one from from well, Harry. Listen, we're going to come obviously on to, to Salah's one later on in the game, which again, I mean, just again, the VAR decisions this weekend over the Premier League have just been very, very strange. I think it's almost gone to one point now where, and with the VAR quickly on this, they almost seem to be now looking for absolutely clear cut decisions and then deciding not to take any any real balance or anything. It's almost like a 50 50, which I just find absolutely bizarre. But and we'll come on to that. Jay, to come over to you. Um, Considered after the game on Harry Kane that Harry's working very hard. He impressed me in training with his will and desire. I think he's a really, really obviously um, important member of the team. Um, with regards to Harry, Jamie, is this now the start in which revitalizes this season? Um, yeah, I mean, potentially. I think I think Sammy made a good point that that two-week break might have um, kind of refreshed him a bit. I think the one thing he had, he had such a difficult um, summer, I think, um, you know, with the disappointment of the Euros. And then, of course, he, you know, he, he clearly wanted that move away and he didn't get it. So I think mentally it was it was a very exhausting summer for him. And then he's, of course, come straight back into the season four. Obviously, missing the first game and, uh, and maybe that aside, but um, yeah, you came, you know, he had to come straight back into action. So I think that it's it was always going to take a bit of time for him to kind of get over that. I think that he would have been kind of maybe a bit drained from that. So I, I think this maybe this kind of period was always to be expected, but uh, you know, he's had that kind of that two week break now. Of course, things look better at Spurs as well. I think that he will Absolutely. be more motivated by the yeah. fact that. He's got Antonio Conte there. Spurs are in looking in good form. There is potential that we could finish in a top four spot this year and he could get back into playing Champions League football uh, with the club potentially. So I think just with things looking better at Spurs, I think with maybe having had a chance to kind of um, have a break and and kind of refresh mentally um, over these two weeks, I think that's been good for him. But uh, yeah, there were still moments during that match where, um, you know, he could have had more goals. There were some chances that he still would have scored, maybe. Um, of course, I think there was that header where um, it was from a court of one of the corners. 
Um, I think the maybe the Delhi Alley chance, you know, maybe yes, it was a poor pass from Delhi, but I still kind of thought that Harry Kane should have put that away potentially. Um, so there, there was obviously still moments where he wasn't kind of at his best, but uh, I, I do think we will start to see him gradually improve week after week now. And you know, we've seen it with Antonio Conte, what he did with Romelu Lukaku in terms of improving him. So um, I fully expect him to to kind of get Kane back to his best. So. Yeah, no, no concerns about Harry Kane. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, he now can start to hit the ground running at, uh, this season. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, Sammy, to come over to you. Uh, like we said, Spurs suddenly actually 2-0 up. There were shades of Sons going at 4-1 win over uh, Liverpool a few years ago, four years ago, even when Kane carried it forward, found Son hurrying into space, but he couldn't quite apply the finish. And uh, as we touched upon, we saw Kane being so pumped up that he went in for a full-blooded signing challenge on Robertson, which is... Let's be honest about it. On the eye, it wasn't a great one. Uh, Klopp absolutely furious. It was only a yellow. We've already we've already touched upon that. So again, everybody kind of feels that he should have gone. But um, on the overall incident, Sammy, um, after the game, Kane was, you know, he was doing his post match interview where you just felt he was being pushed into that corner. You know, a lot of people feel you know, there's a certain agenda against Tottenham. There's a narrative that you know any other striker that was Salah. Um, if that, again, was, you know, and again, another top striker in the Premier League, you know, Lukaku, would they be questioned like Harry Kane has now been on two previous occasions? If we remember, we had the Arsenal incident where he was questioned for diving. He's in straight after the game in a post-match where he's not even a chance to review the actual challenge, then been asked, you know, um, should he have gone for that? And his response was, you know, from his perspective, that um, he thought it was a strong tackle, but he won the ball and the referee saw that. But, I mean, as I said, it doesn't seem to be fair because nobody else will be doing that to any other player. Do you agree? Yeah, well, everybody everybody who isn't a Spurs fan has got it in for, for, for Harry Kane, haven't they? You know, especially when he's not performing. Like, I just touched on it before. They don't. They, that's because they don't scrutinise every game like we do and get to see the influence that he makes. But Ricky, heavy is the head that wears the crown. He's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, uh, everybody, and that's going to put a target on your back. But I've never seen a player get scrutinised like that. When they did it in the Arsenal game as well, um, uh, a while back, um, you know, I, I thought, what a ridiculous question to ask live on air and put a player on the spot like that. He just seems to be. I wonder whether it's because he's Mr. Nice Guy and I just don't know, but they just seem to want him to to slip up. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange behaviour. They don't treat Salah like that. No, correct. Um, they don't treat anybody else like it. It's, it's odd behaviour. Jace, coming over to you on that, you know, uh, Klopp described that as definitely a red card. He said he could have broken Robertson's leg, which I think, again, we've all just, you know, we've all reviewed that and we've all said that we do believe he should have gone. Um, do you feel that was a overreaction from the way it's been analysed from TV, media, or is that what you get for being the England captain? Or are, we, are we looking at this from a more of a biased point of view because he's a Spurs player? Jason, did you read a question? Sorry, I, I, bet, I thought it was Jamie. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought, sorry. It, was, I thought it was me all the time. Sorry, right. did I say Jay? Sorry. Um, you got Jay's first. I, I didn't have a... I thought once once he was selected for interview that he was always going to be asked it. Um, you know, perhaps he shouldn't have done the interview afterwards. I don't know. Did did they give man of the match to Robertson? Because usually he's the man of the match and you see the, 
the man of the match presentation. Well, but unless I'm wrong, was... I didn't I didn't see a man of the match being given. No, I, 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 so, no, um, no. It just seemed so, bizarre uh, that you know again when I refer that Jason, you know, like Salah, um, any other top striker, Lukaku in the Premier League, even when Aguero was here, I just feel like nobody would be put on the spot like that to review a decision straight after a game. And now Kane has had it twice in what the back of four years against yeah, Arsenal, well, where again there was that dive, and now today I just don't think. Is that right? Should he be put in that position to have to answer those questions? Well, as I said, it was a strange choice for him to to be asked to do the interview. Um, he could have always said no. He was always going to be asked it. I think it was a, a challenge that you, you're always going to get asked about whoever. Um, I didn't have a problem after the game the way they were discussing it. I think it, it was a you know it was a bad challenge. And then if, if you're going to review the game thing. properly, if you're going to review the game properly, you've got to take all the all the big talking points. The one before with the the so-called penalty that he died for was 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 nothing in the game at all. But that that's a major talking point from the game. I think you know 90, 95% of people that have watched that game will be thinking he should have been sent off. So it's it's bound to be talked about. You you, you can't be too precious about it. Don't you find though it is always Harry because it, you know he he there was a challenge. He, he jumped up on someone's back. You know um, earlier in the year and then. For two weeks on Sky Sports. Yeah, that's that's two different, Sam. Two weeks of discussing Harry Kane and how he jumps on players' backs is the yeah, only way. No, no, that, that, that's forward. different. I have problems it, with it. It's like today, a big chunk for him, you know. It, yeah. They need to cut him some slack, really. Today, no problem. But things like that, when they called it the trademark move and things, yeah, that's that's all absolutely ridiculous because you see that challenge in every, almost every single game all season. But today... I think they're right to ask the question and they were right to debate it because he should have gone. Yeah. Jamie, let's come round to you. Um, like I say, uh, after the game, Conte said he hadn't seen the Robertson situation or Harry Kane situation or possible penalties. He said, my staff told me the second Liverpool goal was a clear handball. And I'm not, your, not sure if Jürgen commented on that, but my staff said it's incredible that goal was given. And we are going to come on to that shortly. But um, we did see Liverpool bring the game level. Uh, Jay, Yotta making it 1-1 at the 35th minute with a clinical header from Robertson's excellent cross. Does it still concern you, Jamie Spurs' defensive laps there? I mean, listen, it was um, what we now had. We've had three clean sheets in the last five in the Premier League. Yeah. Would it be harsh to say defensively we still need to tighten up at the back there? Um, yeah, look, it was, it was a poor moment because I think that Jota, you know, he's not a guy that should be winning a header inside the penalty area. I think there was kind of sloppy, pay, uh, so, sloppy play from um, Ben Davis to give the ball away. And then, you know, Davis Sanchez or or I think it was Deli Ali, potentially, I think I can't quite remember who it was, that, you know, someone should have been there. So a bit disappointing. But look, I, I don't think you can be too critical. The big teams like Liverpool are always going to create chances. So it's difficult to kind of, avoid every every bit of play. I think today we were very good defensively overall. So, yes, it was like one small moment in that match that was disappointing. But I think overall we defended very well. So, I'm definitely not too critical of, of the defence and, and in that, yeah, for that goal. Yeah. Um, let's come around to you, Sammy. Uh, you know, the final part of that first half before we go for our first break of the show, Yotta went down the Spurs box. It looked like it could have been a foul from Emerson, but the referee and VAR decided otherwise. Um, you've already described your thoughts on Emerson so far. Are we treading a fine line defensively with him? As good as he's looked going forward, there does yeah. seem to be a yeah. concern of him defensively at the moment. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, I make no secret about it. I, I like to think I say how it is. I think he's a liability. I think we always have that one liability in the squad going back Serge Aurier and but way before that, we've always got one that you just, you know, you can't, you, you, you hold your breath when they're on the ball and I'm not talking about in a good way, you know. And um, I, to me, it looked like a foul. I think we were lucky to get away without a penalty. 
um, really lucky, which is why when I look at the handball from um, Salah, which was a handball from Salah, um, un undoubtedly, um, that you just have to sort of, it's it's a, a, a double-sided coin, mate. You've just got to take the rough with the smooth with it. But yeah, Emerson Royale, he's got improvements to make, hasn't he? And when he gets forward, doesn't get back fast enough for me. I've heard quite a few people say he's always back to the boxing tie. He isn't. He's never back like that Kyle Walker position. It would be like he teleported back to the box and he'd be there ready to defend, you know. And we've got some of our, our stars doing that. We've got Kane getting back in the box to help him out. I'm not happy with the back line. Did they have an absolutely brilliant game that, that had me on the edge of my seat? And do I love them for it for today? Yes. But do I think they're the right players for Tottenham moving forward? Not really. And, and if, if Conte is bringing this quality out of the players that he's got at the moment... You just wait till he adds a few more world-class players to it. And we've got a couple of those to, to, to back up the depth of our squad. It's yeah. um, it's happy days. Jace, to come over to you. Uh, Royale, you know, he picked out Kane for a good run and a low cross early on. Perhaps that was it. Fortunate not to give away a penalty for that chosen Yota in the first half. It was Polex by Robertson, which saw the Scott sent off. But overall with Emerson, um, listen, we've got a lot to get through. So um, the verdict so far on him, is it a case that the jury's still out at the moment from Emerson generally? Very much so. He's got to defend 1v1 better and his delivery at the other end has got to be a hell of a lot better. Uh, I, I never feel like he's going to put the ball where I want it to go when he when he's going forward. And there, there's so many times when it was quite an easy ball to put in and he'll hit the first man or he'll overhit it. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work to do at both ends. Jamie, finally, Emerson for you. Quickly, is there still a lot of hope for him? I mean, you know, he's only been at the club a very short space of time. Do you have to be fair, Jay? Does it take time for a player to adapt to the Premier League? You know, he's had to go through his own uh, COVID situation where he was delayed of coming back to play. And now he's had another break in between. Are we judging him far too early? Um, no, I, I, to be honest with you, I think one thing that I, I'm really kind of fed up with saying all the time is giving players time to adapt. I think we see, you know, I, I did it all the time with um, and Dombele, Lo Celso and other players. You've given him two and a half bloody years. I have given him two and a half years. But <laughs> I, I think the thing is, I, I just can't, you know, we've seen what you do when you wait for a player to become good. Your squad goes stale. And that's what we see with our current squad. We got to a Champions League final and we thought, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stand still. And we kind of waited for these players to come good again. And over the last two years, we've achieved nothing. So... You know, I, I think it's very difficult to kind of keep saying, give a player time. I think that yeah. he's kind of already come in and showed his, you know, some of his traits. He is very rash. Um, you know, maybe it's kind of a, sometimes his, his product in the final in the final third is, is somewhat disappointing. So, yeah. It's time with the right manager, though, Jamie, as well, isn't it? I think that's the thing. It's really hard to judge. It's time with the right manager. I saw yeah. something that, I think it was Richard, I think mm. Crackers put on Twitter that Pochettino made... Um, makes chicken soup with with, with uh, chicken, chicken shit, with yeah, chicken yeah, shit. and yeah. Um, and 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 Conte is building a whole KFC uh, with it, you know. <laughs> and and I think it's absolutely. I was laughing mad off at it, but it, it's true. Yeah. Oh, so Richard, we love him. Yeah, so it's Richard, brilliant comment. Yeah. But some yeah, of these yeah. players, you're saying, oh, they were brilliant under Pochettino. That's because Pochettino was absolutely and is absolutely incredible at man managing individual players and getting the best out of them. Con yeah. Conte is incredible at man-managing individual players, getting the best out of them, but making them the fittest they can be. They're, he will not sacrifice anything until the yeah. players are the fittest. Then if they fail when they're at the fittest, then and, and they can go. But what yeah. he wants to do is get them to peak performance and go, right, no, still not good enough. 
and, yeah. and you know, and that's that's where time does come into it. So Absolutely. I understand the point of, yeah. of, of, of not the yeah. time, but it's just yeah. being time with the right manager. You know. Yeah. yeah. I think, in, in fairness, I think he has he hasn't been here very long, so I think that would be well, a bit harsh. Yeah, to say. we're talking. We are talking weeks, isn't it? I mean, that mean you know, weeks, a couple of months. I, mean, I, I know. think. It's just yeah, that I have been given some players, you know, to a couple. Uh, of years. Yeah, I mean, but that's not. I mean, that's obviously again, that's not your fault, Jamie. I mean, the fact that we haven't moved on the likes of Ndombele, Lascelles, I've been here for about how long? Fifteen years now. You know, it's it's not your fault for doing that. And again, it's it's a difficult situation. But I mean, Emerson, like we said, it's one that um, it will be developing over time. And guess we'll see if in time will be good enough. Now, when we are going to go for our first break of the show, um, I can see Jason giving me daggers that Fallon has started. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> I say. Taking you into this break on audio, you're going to hear from a number of different Spurs players. You're going to hear from Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris and Tottenham Hotspur head coach Antonio Conte who reflect on Spurs. Like I say, during two talks against Liverpool in that Premier League game. I'm getting the impression it's mixed feelings today because you're always happy with a point against Liverpool, especially in the form they're in. But it just feels like we could have won this one today, Hugo. Ah, to be honest with you... Uh... I feel really pleased with the performance. Uh, honestly, uh, you feel players committed. Uh, you really feel the direction that the manager wants to give to the to the team. Uh, but uh, we can be disappointed with the result because when you look at uh, the performance in the first half, uh, the score should have been two 0 up for us, and at the end it could have been uh, two one for them. Uh, in the second half, uh, they scored the goal, and we could have lost this game. And this game was in our hands, no? Uh, but also, you need to take into consideration that is one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, but uh, we can feel the direction that uh, we want to take together, you know, as a team. Um, and uh, and that's the, the the positive thing tonight. You're right. That I mean, to have lost it would have been a real heartbreaker today, yes, Hugo, wouldn't yes. it? Yes, 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 for sure, for sure. You know. Uh, uh, we have the ambition to win uh, every game. Um, when it doesn't happen, we need to, of course, analyse the performance, what we can improve uh, individually, collectively. But the most important is that you feel that all the players gave uh, their best, 100%. Uh, we know the situation the last two weeks have been not easy at all because uh, you put a lot of focus, a lot of energy in the preparation of games and, and the game... Uh, uh, doesn't happen and, and is a repetition, you know. And uh, but we cannot forget that we we can feel lucky tonight uh, to play uh, an amazing game against one of the best team uh, of the moment uh, in front of a crowd, full crowd. So this is positive. We, we hope that um, we can keep playing uh, uh, in that way uh, for the football uh, and for all the English fans. Uh, and we also have some thought, you know, about. Uh, some players that are still uh, in quarantine and uh, because that type of game you, you want to to enjoy together you know uh, you don't want to miss players but uh, but it's a moment of our life that uh, we need to manage uh, well together harry mentioned it in his interview but we've got the likes of winksy and delhi have come in ryan sessionon's come in yeah. and um they played so well today, and we need this squad, don't we, Hugo? And if they're playing at that level, yeah, that's fantastic news for us, isn't it? I think the, the, a lot of credit for, 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 for the manager. And as well, by the way. Yeah, a lot of credit for the manager, for the coaching staff, for all the players, because uh, we used the time uh, and we tried to get benefit, you know, of the time. It was not easy at all, but, uh, but we worked hard, we worked well. We prepared as good as we could uh, this game against... Unbelievable opponent. Uh, this team uh, 
has been fantastic uh, for many years now and, uh, and I think it's always a big challenge to, to face Liverpool and, and probably it gives us uh, um, a big picture of the level uh, today and, uh, and the direction that we want to take. You know, uh, draw against Liverpool, uh, we could be pleased. No, we are not pleased. No. Uh, we we want more. We want more, especially when you look at the performance. And, uh, and we are working for that. Harry, well done. Point against Liverpool, we never knock a point against Liverpool, but I'm thinking we could have got more today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's just definitely some disappointment in the dressing room after that. Um, I thought it was a really good performance from the boys, you know, from the, from the start, obviously getting the early goal, and then we had some clear-cut opportunities after that to, to go 2-3-0 up, and then it would have been a real difficult game for Liverpool. Um, we let them back in the game, and of course, then they went 2-1 up, and we, broke, uh, we showed great character to then get back into the game but uh, yeah for sure we had some clear chances out there on another on another night we'd have put them away and, and won the game so uh, but it shows where we're where we're moving we're moving in the right direction and hopefully we can build on that uh, with the games ahead there was a actually there's a look on your face after the header that just landed on the top of the, uh, of the net and it's a photograph and you're almost looking as if to say what is going on today yeah, it's just one of those days, it, wasn't it? It was one of them. I, I see it so late and it just kind of flipped off. I think it was Mane, it flipped off and then just hit me. And sometimes they hit you and go in, sometimes they hit you and go over the bar. Unfortunately, it went over the bar today. But, uh, yeah, the most important thing is that we're creating chances and, and we've done that today. So, uh, hopefully, we can take that uh, forward into, the obviously, the Carabao Cup uh, uh, midweek and then uh, Palace uh, next weekend. Well, look, we've had a disrupted couple of weeks, so there was a lot to like about that performance, not forgetting who we're playing here today. Yeah, no, 100%. I think we've been itching to play, you know, preparing for each game. For them to be cancelled is never easy, so we've been uh, raring to go. And, uh, yeah, look, it, it, we kind of use it as an opportunity to maybe get a bit of rest in a busy period. Uh, Christmas is always the most hectic period for us, so uh, we've got to try and take the positives from it. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the Premier League and, uh, and, the, other, and the clubs. And so, uh, as players, we've just got to be ready for, for what's to come. And uh, we're preparing well on the training pitch. And... Performances like tonight will give us confidence going forward. I mean, after that break, the energy levels, Harry, from this team is fantastic. I mean, he's, Antonio's certainly got the team working, hasn't he? Yeah, 100%, you know, uh, all the hard work on the training pitch, tactically, physically, uh, it's definitely paying, paying off. Uh, the boss has only been here for six weeks or so, but you're definitely seeing changes in the team and uh, the way we work, the way we work without the ball. Um, and look, there's a couple of players starting tonight who haven't started a game for a while as well, and it's great to see them putting the performances that they did. So we're going to need a whole squad if we're going to push forward through this period. Um, and it was nice to see that today. Brilliant. Good to see you back on the score sheet. Cheers, Cheers thank you. Cheers. Antonio, so much to like about that performance today. What did you like about it? A good performance, uh, big effort, good commitment of uh, all my players. It wasn't easy after two weeks. And the two weeks uh, where uh, I think we suffered a lot. Uh, because many players, many players with COVID, they all, my staff was with COVID, uh, 123 players with COVID. It was difficult also to have the training session. They closed uh, our training ground for three days. And uh, two weeks, not easy. But I think that uh, we exploit uh, these uh, uh, 10 days uh, where uh, uh, Premier League postponed uh, many games. To work, to work with the players that uh, the, they were uh, negative, and uh, it was good. Good performance, 
good point uh, against Liverpool because Liverpool this moment uh, I think is one of the best team in the world and to play against them uh, is not easy. But this is in one end. In other end, I think that, uh, and I say that to my players, that uh, we have to be a bit disappointed because we created many chances to score. And uh, when we have the possibility to kill the game, we have to kill the game and to get three points. And uh, half and half. Half and half. Good, good performance, good commitment. But when you have this type of performance, you have to win. Being disappointed in the draw against Liverpool, though, is a good sign, isn't it, Antonio? That's a good sign. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think uh, if we want to improve uh, our mentality, if we want to go, to try to go in another level, no? in a superior level, I think that uh, uh, at the end, yeah, you have to be satisfied for different moments, but uh, you have to go uh, to home. I'd be disappointed because I think uh, you lost two, two points tonight. Mm. The energy levels, considering those two weeks, were fantastic, weren't they? And you need that against Liverpool, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Liverpool and uh, the first half, uh, we played uh, and uh, the both teams are uh, an intensity, an incredible intensity. But for sure, in the second half, Liverpool, uh, um, the intensity, no, was uh, was uh, a bit a bit down. I think that uh, despite uh, two weeks uh, without the game. Uh, uh, we show it tonight that uh, we have a good uh, physical condition. Uh, we are a team. We, are, we have a plan uh, when uh, when uh, when we play, especially against a team like Liverpool. Uh, because if you don't have a plan, you risk to lose, but not lose uh, one nil to nil, but to lose with many goals. Uh, yeah, it was good, and uh, I'm pleased to to feel this atmosphere mm. around us and uh, it was good uh, to, for our supporters, uh, they, they pushed us from the start until the end and uh, I want to, to tell thanks to them. Just finally, Harry Winks back in, Tongi back in, Delhi back in, all positive Cessignon. signs. Right? Ryan Cessignon playing down yeah. the left, that's positive signs because you're going to need the squad. Yeah, but uh, my players uh, 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 my players know very well that uh, I'm here to try to improve, to improve the situation. To improve the situation, it means to improve the level of a single player. If you improve the level of a single player, it means that your team improves. And uh, but I want to see desire, I want to, to see will to improve, I want to see availability to work. I want to, to see this, and if I see this, I'm... Uh, uh, I, I'll give uh, to my players uh, everything. So we are going to go straight into the second half and we're going to start with Jace on this because the game, Jace, to be fair, did go absolutely nuts early on. Liverpool wanted a penalty. Allison then can fly out of his goal and Kane nearly capitalised, completely end-to-end and Klopp got booked for an appeal. I mean, there was just chaos, absolute chaos in the, like I say, the start to that game and it resulted in Liverpool, um, in the end, you know, going ahead in the most bizarre circumstances, you know, it was um, a cross in from the box, clearly hit Salah's arm, and then Larice dived out. But I just, I can't understand, Jace, for the life of me, how that goal stood. Can you? Well, honestly, honestly, can you tell well, me how that When you stood? said clearly hit his arm, did you think it hit his arm when you very first saw it? No, 
Not in not in so, real time, but we're no, in a, we're in a so situation in real, now, James. So, but they've got VR. No, no, no. They've got VAR to review what this. I mean, the thought process in real time. I, I wouldn't have too much of a go at Tierney because I didn't think it touched his hand either. So you know, when the referee sees it at real speed from one angle, I can understand why he didn't think it touched his hand. Then it goes to your your VAR official to to um, to uh, to come in. By all accounts, the, they. They look at it if it's if the the phase of play has gone, which they they take off as when out. Then the phase of play has gone, and we're now into the next phase. So that's why it's so. I, I, like I say, I have a little bit of sympathy with Tierney for for getting that wrong. I do because I couldn't see it as handball, and then you're down to to reading the blueprint of when VAR can and can't get can't get involved. It's it's just one that's gone against us, I'm afraid. But frustrating, probably a handle that, that you hope can be picked up as soon as it's seen. But I, you know, it was more of a handball than Moussa Sissoko's in a Champions League final. That's yeah. Well, Joe, it's, it's weird because I mean, you know, I'm getting a lot of comments coming in saying, you know, under the new rules, that's allowed. But I mean, Jay, to come over to you, you know, um, hmm. on, upon review of that, you know, on a replay, the ball clearly strikes Salah's arm. You know, what, I don't understand what is the point of having VAR there. And having the referee to go and look at the screen, if it's not going to be applied, I mean, am I being overly biased here? To me, when I look at that and think, you know, even when you see the images in still, it's hit his arm. I mean, how is that classified as a goal? Well, I, I, I don't think maybe necessarily VAR is the issue here. I think the issue is kind of the rule. Um, I think what they were saying is that it was the phase of because it wasn't um, deemed as being in the same phase of play, which I think is incredible anyway, because of course, you know, that it totally led to the goal. I think you just have to kind of apply common knowledge there and know that he took the, you know, he can help to control the ball by using his hand. So, um, you know, if he hadn't have brought the ball down, then they wouldn't have scored. So I think that that was just ridiculous that that, 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 that rule is kind of in place. So I don't necessarily blame VAR for not spotting it or not applying it. They were just applying the rules. And unfortunately, the rules worked against us here. And I, I think that, again, that needs to be a rule that, that needs to be adjusted because, most, you know, most he could, he helped control the ball with using his hand, so it was a handball. But um, yes, yeah, unfortunately, it was it was just uh, it was very unfortunate for us today. But there was, you know, again, it's you know, I, I'm not going to complain too much because, of course, as we said, there was lots of decisions that went for yeah. us, went against mm. us. So it, it was unfortunate. Var's uh, Var has, you know, they've used the the law, and unfortunately, the law is the the one that's kind of screwed us over. So. Yeah, yeah. It's very frustrating, but it is what it is. Yeah, Sammy, let's come around to you. I mean, Spurs do end up equalising. Another Winks forward pass. Allison come running out of his goal, completely missed it, and Son fired into the empty net. Um, that's a massive error. Son it set with the gift and brought Spurs back level. I mean, how much character, Sammy, was Spurs showing in that game? You know, to come from behind, like we say, against a team like Liverpool. I can tell you, if that was under Nuno, um, you know, we knew that game would probably end up becoming 3-4-1. It just has a contact. There's a real belief in that camp that they can get results. And already early on, to see that belief amongst the players, that desire, that fight, that willingness, that commitment, isn't that a joy to see at the moment? Well, of course it is. I don't think any Spurs fan would disagree with you, Ricky. But what I will say, <coughs> excuse me, is that players don't normally make mistakes without pressure. And, and, and we haven't been doing that. We haven't been giving that passion and, and, and pressure for it to happen. So Alisson's flapping because Sun's running towards him like a bat out of hell, which, you know, he, he should be doing. And that's the whole reason why it's happened. 
I must admit, don't think Son had a good game um, uh, out of everybody. I don't think it was his best game at all. So even when he had the shot to make on the open goal, it was heart-stopping stuff because, you know, he just it just seemed to go in slow motion. I was like, how is he taking so long to hit it? But um, but he created the pressure that created the, um, you know, the mistake from Alisson. And I think we saw that quite a lot, the pressure coming from Winks. And when Skip came on, like yes, Speedy Gonzalez, every yep. single player in there, he was on the toes, um, you know, and 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 that the difference that makes to the tempo of the game, it, it gets them back passing, it gets them scuffling along, and again, we I, you see it quite a lot with Manchester City, you know, they they apply that type of pressure, and that's why they are where they are, um, and we need to be playing that type of football where every player is pressing down. Um, Statistically, I think Harry Kane has previously been one of the best players for that, but he's just been off point. But it was great yeah. to see him doing it as well. So, yeah, that passion, it's one million percent back. It's been injected back into the lads, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Jace, to touch him on Hon Min Son for a second, he was lively from the start. Um, couldn't quite steer Kane's wayward ball into the net in that first half, but he ran clear, should have done better against Allison soon after as the keeper gathered, but it would have been offside anyway. Um, he did set up a big chance with Delhi on the half-hour mark, but the keeper saved. He was rusty like that in a couple of the big moments that came to him. Um, but he made no mistake, like I say, taking that goal for as much as, like Sammy said there, it took an eternity to go into the net. Um, Liverpool did struggle to contain him on the day. But again, mixed comments on Son in terms of that game. Um, how do you think he performed overall for you? It was OK. It was OK, as you say. He's, uh, <clears throat> he scored one. He's been involved in two or three other big chances. And that's, that's what you want your forward players to be. I felt a little bit sorry when when Kane uh, Kane's ball to him because that, that should have been a much better ball from Harry and it was an easy ball to play and just, just keep it on the floor and ju- and it would have been a simple finish. So I felt a little bit for that, but no, it was, it's was, rusty. I mean, he was one of those, I think that did have COVID, wasn't he? I well, think he was one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, understand we understand. Yeah, we understand. So, yeah, potentially. Yeah. So the fact that he put in the shift that he did for, for hmm. 96 or 98 minutes or however many minutes of the game lasted, uh, it was a little bit rusty at times. Maybe that, that does affect you. Your thinking and, and concentration levels once or twice, but but overall, like I said, all, all you ask your forward players is to be involved in the big chances, and, and there's three or four that he was involved in. So not his best game, but but certainly uh, certainly was worth his place. Yeah, no, I think it's fair to say, Jay, coming over to you, that that goal to make it 2-2 really ended up frustrating Liverpool um, to the point which we saw a VAR check for Robertson's foul on Emerson. Um, the referee came to that pitch side monitor like we discussed earlier as to why he doesn't do it more often. He changed the yellow card, upgraded it to a red. And the replay on the big screen, you know, it's funny, the crowd, when they played that back, were wincing. You could hear that, oh, you know, in the stadium. And it was a really wild kick. And I think that just summed up the frustration amongst mm-hmm. Klopp amongst the players, amongst the coaching staff. They obviously felt that an injustice had been done earlier on, of course. But, I mean, Jace, uh, sorry, Jamie, absolutely no excuses there. A, a red card, um, if ever you've seen one, right? There's, there's no no excuse for that. Yeah. Too. Uh, it was def- definitely a red card. And um, I just think on that frustration, I think one thing we did really well in, in terms of everyone at the stadium as well, we created a fantastic atmosphere. And I think for the team as well, high pressure, there was lots of it, you know, real intensity from the team. Real intensity from the supporters as well. So I think it was a really difficult place for Liverpool to go today. And we did. We really frustrated them. I think they're a team that are renowned for um, kind of suffocating teams with their press. Well, today, I think there was lots of times when we were pressing them very well as well. And we made it very difficult for them to play. So I think it was really great to kind of see that we we, we matched their intensity. And 
and we frustrated them. And, uh, you know, that kind of led to an incident that, that we saw with Robertson today. Um, but yeah, of course, that was 100% a red card. You can't kick out like that. But again, we were very, very fortunate. I think going back to that to, to that red card, it's probably a good job that Romero wasn't on because I think his reaction would have probably... He would have him, wouldn't he? You would have killed him. You know what made me laugh with the red card is that Robertson tried to point at the ball as if he'd won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but actually, if you look at it, if he'd have won the ball, it would have gone towards the crowd, not back behind him. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, he wasn't trying to back end it for the challenge, was he? The ball went completely the opposite direction to what he was kicking it, but he still yeah. tried to claim he won the ball. What an idiot. <laughs> And don't forget, fireworks though, didn't it? And, and let's, let's not forget, and, and I've, I've seen the picture come up many times tonight, and I did it myself, but, yeah. you know, as bad as the one on Kane was, let's not forget the one he did on Jaffet two years yeah, ago that, I mean, that well. was that was naughty. I mean, that was naughty, and wasn't it? And it wasn't even given as a foul, if I remember on the no, right. No, no, so, it was, uh, um, yeah, you know, that's right. What comes around goes around sometimes, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, right, I say we saw some subs in that game. Uh, Lucas Mora replacing Deli Ali, who put a real shift in. Kind of come on steady in a couple of minutes. Obviously, some key moments where he looked rusty, but I think Deli gave everything and made an impact. And we'll discuss him shortly. Uh, Sergio Regulon replaced Ryan Sessegnon, who showed he was more than capable of really fighting for that left wing back role spot. Um, as we said on Sessegnon there, um, he got up and down the left flank, ran into the box, teed up, came for a chance in the final seconds of that first half, defended well. Um, that's he did well in his moments with Salah. I think he was one of the best players you know, in the world right now, Salah. You can't disagree with that. And he showed he can be up for the battle for that left wing back spot. Um, mm, yeah. Jamie, Ryan Sessegnon. Let's go to Jamie first on this. Ryan Sessegnon, are you impressed with what you've seen so far, Jay? And is there a way in which you see there being a pathway to him becoming a first team regular in this team? Or is there still a lot more to do for him to nail down that spot? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think with a, a couple of the players today, I think with Delhi, Harry Winks, uh, maybe Ndombele, um, I think they've got to show a lot. They've still got to show a lot more and they've got to show on a consistent basis. But uh, yeah, Sessegnon, I think he performed well against Norwich as well when he came on. He had a decent game. I think it was uh, maybe against Brentford as well when he came on. He showed some positive signs. But I think it's it's about building that confidence up for him at the moment. I think there's a couple of players that do need to continue to build their confidence. Dele Alli, definitely another player um, who, who also, I think, needs to, uh, to to keep improving his confidence because I think there's maybe some times when, you know, his, his final ball, he's not quite he's not quite sure, sure of himself when he's delivering that final ball. Or there's different moments during the game where, you know, he's a bit tentative. So, um, I think once he kind of continues to, to get a run in the team and has more opportunities to kind of do moments that are going to um, improve his confidence, then I think we'll see a, a very decent player there. So, um, but today, yeah, it was, it was a good performance from him. And I think it'd be fantastic if you can have that competition between him and Regulon. I think we've seen with, with teams and, you know, top teams in the past, when, when you've got that competition, uh, maybe fullback or central midfield, it elevates it elevates both players' games. So I think you've definitely got two potentially good left backs there. And if they can continue to kind of rival each other for that spot, I think it'd only be good. Um but yeah, I, th- I was impressed with Session's performance today. Um it's just about now doing it consistently. So uh that'll be definitely one to, to, to keep an eye on over the rest of the season. Yeah, Conte said on Session Young, I know that if we want to improve and improve our level, I have to improve every single player. If we do improve the level of this team then I can, like I say, make things happen here. Now, um, another player that obviously came in for a, a lot of praise and it's been a while since we've had a discussion with him in a positive light. Come over to you, Sammy. And like I say, you said you were still a backer and that's Delhi Alley. Um, it was a real decent shift from Delhi. Should have had a goal. Should have had at least an assist as well overall. But um, 
you know, plenty of effort and endeavour from, you know, Spurs is really forgotten man, if we're going to say that about Delhi, because um, he should have made it 2-0 uh, half an hour in, but his shot was touched wide by the keeper. Should have given Alisson no chance, to be fair. I think, you know, the shot itself should have done much better. But, I mean, he ran onto a, door, a ball early from Dyer in that second half. Um, he looked, I think, fair to say rusty in the key moments. But um, one thing that has been lacking with Delhi, I think we can all say, has just been that application, that effort and that determination to show that he still wants to play for the club. And I think that looked like it was back today. Do you agree, Sammy? Is there still a potential 100%. of Delhi here? Is, is, this a one off? is this a one-off? No, you, you know what I'm going to say, don't you, Ricky? But you know, I, I back him. I think, you know, for the form is temporary, class is permanent. Delhi Ali has, he did drift out. You know, I wondered whether he was just going to become a professional Instagram um, um, <laughs> influencer at, at some point. I was thinking, oh God. Um, you know, and it was sad to see him, you know, putting posts on social media saying he just wanted a game and this, that, and the other. Um, and you know, I've always wanted him to, uh, to to get to get the best out of him. I wanted a coach to get the best out of him. I thought he had a good game, Ricky. Uh, to be fair, rusty in areas, I, I would agree. But I think he had a good game. He was he, he got back. He, he helped play out from the back. He he cleared uh, at least three headers from the box as well. Um, I think he was, he, he, and his chances. I mean, he would be having would be having a different conversation, and so would pretty much all of the haters on Twitter that really want him gone and want God knows who in in in, in his place. Because people are forgetting he's twenty five years old. He's not thirty. He's not past his time. He's got much more in the bank. And if you get him fit, you're going to get the best out of him. But I would have been having a different conversation if that yeah. goal had gone in the bottom right hand corner today. Totally and and, yeah. and he's passed to Kane. It was. It was just miss hit a little, just a little bit short, and he'd a little bit more on it, and then he's yeah. got a goal and an assist, and he's yeah. back. I'd like yeah. to see him playing with Mora, uh, Kane, and Son, as as we as as we've seen him before. I'd like to see that under Conte. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, uh, Jason. On Delhi, you know, you've never been shy in the past to give us your thoughts on him. It feels weird almost coming to you, discussing him in a positive light. Conte, after the game, said that Delhi played a good game. Uh, if we play 3 5 3, he's a midfielder who can strongly physically affect the game and obviously has got good technical ability, good penetration in attack. I mean, Conte there almost still giving up the hype potentially that there's a chance for Delhi. Do you see it like that or do you just think it's a case where he just needed Delhi on the day due to Spurs' injuries in that midfield and obviously COVID absences? Well, I thought he, he's done enough today probably to stay in the team for, for Wednesday. Um, because, you know, neither Lucas or, or Bergwijn bring goals or anything like that. There is a goal threat to him. And we saw him at least get into the positions where we know he can deliver in the past. Uh, and I, I think we've all said that to get the best of Delhi, you've got to get him into those areas of the pitch more often. So there's positive signs there. Now he has to back it up against West Ham and ideally does get on the... I think if he can, you know, between now and that, say, middle towards the end of that transfer window, if he can get... It, it's strange, you know, goals... The perception of Delhi will change if he gets a couple of goals, big goals. We've got big games against Chelsea. We've got big games against Arsenal. We've got big games against West Ham. So he has the choice, the chance with his own performances to influence really big games. And if he scores a couple of goals in those games... Fans will be eating out the palm of their hands for him again. It's it's down to him. He's got to deliver. But if he then performs against West Ham Wednesday and against Arsenal and Chelsea in January as wishy-washy yeah. and we don't get mm. anything like the Delhi, then 
then it's it's kind of face complete for him, isn't it? So, like That's with all the players, the op opportunity is in front of you. Go and grab it. Go and he needs the chance to start, though, doesn't he, Jace? Because, you know, people are saying, oh, one game doesn't make a difference or just yep. one good game. That's a lot of times we've seen here. You know, but, but no, he but... needs the chance to start. He doesn't want to, He doesn't need to come on at 70 minutes. And then just because he can't change the game, everybody hates on him because he's not had a chance to change a game that Spurs weren't winning in the first place. He needs to start in these big, high-profile matches and show what he can do when he's, you know, when he's, when he he's under the right manager. He does, but it's a bit like Tom, you for me, that you can't just pick him and think, forget the result, I need to get the best of Delhi. It's, it's still got to be About with a team. the team performance yep. in mind. And yep. and that's that's the problem for all of them. I have the same mm. argument constantly with Ndombele. We know what he gives you. Yep. If the team can't win with him doing it, then mm. you can't just say, well, we'll give him the next 10 games. It's, yeah. it's yeah, up to Delhi. Let's, let's today, remember. We lose, did, did we? I, you know, I, that's but, the thing. That's but let's remember, we're... Sammy, he started Man City. He started Wolves, he started Watford, he started Chelsea, he started Arsenal. He started yeah. the first five games. I, I, so I think he had the chance. He had yeah. the chance. I Go on, Jamie. Like, Go on, Jamie. He's coming. He's coming. Let's bring him in, Jamie. What do you think about Delhi? I mean, I'm, I'm getting comments here saying, stop the delusion. Delhi's finished. You know, the yeah. mixture of comments is obviously this is why we love the show because you get such a variation. There's some that believe Delhi has got a second chance. There's some that believe that Delhi, it's washed, it's done with. Where are you on this? At the moment. Yeah, well, look, I'd, I'd say I'm ready to agree with Conte's opinion on him. Of course, yesterday it was great that he kind of um, produced a good performance, but you know whether that's an opportunity for him to get back to his best and start playing well for Spurs, or potentially it's a good opportunity for him to have been in the shot window, and then maybe we decide in you know in January what to do with him, and then maybe clubs are maybe thinking, okay, that was a good performance and today. You know, he goes and plays against West Ham and has a good performance then. Of course, you've, then you've all of a sudden got interested in when we looked like, you know, we wanted to get him out of the club. Um, we wanted to move him on um, and we didn't look, oh, we'd have any takers for him. So I'm interested, as, I would be very interested to see kind of what Conte's take on it is in, in terms of whether he does genuinely believe that, that Dele Alli can make it at Spurs or whether he thinks that, you know, he's great that he's performing because now there's interest in him. So that would definitely yep. be Definitely be interesting, but um, that's, that's what it's about for me, Jamie. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jason. I don't want you to think I'm having a Deli Alley love fest with it all. But what, 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 what I'm trying to get across is my. Oh, point he's too busy watching Fallon there in the background. I can see his glasses. <laughs> he's, he's watching the dance. <laughs> the the uh, my, my opinion is is when I want to see him under Conte. And I've seen him under Conte, and I'm happy about seeing him under Conte. And everyone's yeah. comments are how many last chances does he want? He doesn't want last chances with managers, half-hearted managers. They're in it for themselves or not injecting the same passion that Antonio Conte is. I want to yeah. see what Antonio Conte, who's bringing the best out of players mm. like Harry Winks, to with with Deli Ali. All, all you can say was, all you can say was, it was a much much improved Deli Ali performance than the one we saw in Mura. Which oh, you can't even. you can't even. You can't even. It's not even a comparison, no. is it? It's... But he has to build on it. Today <laughs> yes. he has to build on it. But like I say, there's massive chances with big London derbies coming up, and mm. you scoring two, a couple of those oh. London derbies, and we win them. He'll have you to fans when he's on yep. side again, and it's up to yep. him. I, I think also the formation helped as well because we played more yeah. of a like, three, five, three, five, two, three. three. Oh, so yeah. he was playing in more of his favourable mm. number ten role, number false nine, whatever you want to call it. You know, because we saw, when, as Jason said, when he when he's at his best, you know, he's making those late runs into the box. He's in and around Harry Kane, and he was played in a much more favourable position today. So, you know, maybe having that role, um, and I, I think it, it just 
I mean, look, we look really good today in that that kind of that formation, having someone behind the who's linking the midfield and the attack, because that's something I feel as though we had really kind of missed. Um, you've got, you know, you've got Son and uh, Moore either side of Kane in, in certain games, but it just looked as though, you know, Hoybier and Skip, they were they were just kind of struggling maybe to to connect the midfield with the attack. So having kind of a number 10, I yeah. think definitely looked like we, we, we definitely benefited from today. I but, couldn't agree more yeah. with you. Yeah. A big goal will help him, won't it? A big oh, goal like the next well, few games will help I, I, him. That's why, Jace, I was so disappointed for him that he didn't score today yeah. because I think that goal would have changed everything. But um, let's finish on Delhi quickly. A yes or no on this? Let's start with Jason. Jace, will he be beyond the January transfer window? Yes or no? Yes. Think about it. He will be here. <laughs> yes. Okay, interesting. Sammy, will Delhi Ali be a Spurs player post January 31st? Uh, I want him to be. Um, so I'll go, yeah. Okay, this is going to be interesting. Will he be a full house? Because I was going to say yes. So, Jamie, casting vote with you. Will Delielli be a Spurs player at the end of that January transfer window? Um, yeah, I do. Th- I think he will be. Um, today, as I said, today was a today was a much improved performance. So maybe if we do decide to stick with this formation, then he's yep. in a better, a more favourable role for him. Um, yep. But again, it's, I'm not saying I'm not opposed to him leaving in January because I think. You know, one game doesn't prove that he's, you know... He's whatever, whatever whatever, works for Conte, right? I'm sure we're all in that agreement. Whatever yeah, best for Conte. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I can't believe it. You know, I still can't believe it. Our full panel, isn't it funny? 93 minutes later, what a uh, performance does. Deli Alley, to, according to our panel here, everybody thinks he will be a Spurs player post the January window. Isn't it unbelievable? Let's talk about another player. Easy segment into this one. Harry Winks, who again today, I've got to be fair to Harry Winks, phenomenal performance and Spurs boy. Uh, listen, I'm sure he would have been absolutely delighted with that and the reaction he would have got from the fans because, um, listen, there's one thing about Winks that we do know, like unlike other players that, you know, in terms of effort and commitment, the fact with Winks is it hasn't been a lack of effort and commitment from Winks. It's been questioning whether that ability is still there. And, you know, on today's performance, from the off, he was involved, obviously, in the Canes' first goal being crucial at that big styling tackle. He won the ball back to start the move and whipped up the crowd. Uh, played a couple of perfect balls over the top that set Spurs away on attacks. Another curling pass in the final 15 minutes that led to Son's equaliser. Um, he played that second half on a yellow card. And I've got to say on Winksy that you know that is probably one of the best performances I've seen him in for such a long time. And again, credit to Antonio Conte. And do you know what I'm going to say? This Credit to Harry Winks, because it can't be easy... We know it, guys. You know, when you're on social media, um, and you must be getting that amount of. Let's be honest about. Winks has had a lot of abuse um, from fans. You know, saying, "You know, get out of our club," and that must hurt him. He's a Spurs boy, and he wants to play, wants to do well. Clearly, obviously, he had opportunities to leave the club in the summer, turn them down. He felt he was good enough to be able to play for Spurs. You know, let's start with you on this, uh, Jamie, because you know, Winks he made more interceptions and more blocks than any other player in that game against Liverpool. Are you won over by him as you've been won over from Delhi, or is it still a long way to go for Winks? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say he's, he's definitely in the same boat as Delhi and Sessiong and a couple of other players that uh, needs to show on a more consistent basis. But actually, I think Winks has been pretty good under Conte when he's kind of shown some cameos, uh, in, in some brief cameos. Um, today, yeah, he was, he was very good today. I think that, you know, some of his passing was much better. As uh, I think, Jason, you said it at the start of the show, he's looking to play forward as well. But... Again, it was. It feels as though he's still a bit like I said with Session, Kind of, he's a bit still a bit incisive in, in some of the stuff that he does. I think he needs to be a bit more imposing on the match uh, on the game when he's you know when he's got the ball. Um, yes, we you know was looking to play forward, but I think there were still times when 
you know, maybe he could have shown a bit more. Um, so let's see. Over time, he might he might become a, a good player. And again, you know, you never know under Antonio Conte. You've got a manager here who develops players. We know that Winks is a player that's got talent. We saw that when he burst, you know, really burst onto the scene in, in those years where he had fantastic performances against Real Madrid. So there's a talented player in there. But again, it's it's all about consistency. I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not hyping him up now. Uh, hyping up now. Um, but he, he deserves again. He's another player that deserves his, his shot on on Wednesday against West Ham. I think he definitely deserves to start. But um, that, yeah, not getting carried away with him. Not going up the end. Sammy, let's come to you. I mean, as I said, that's got to be one of Winks's better games for Tottenham that I can think of in recent memory. You know, such a difference when he tries to affect the game just forward passing. And we said this to Jason so many times. Jason, I've said this to you that you know. Winks, if you put him in that midfield and he's going to pass the ball forward, because I think it's fair to say that in the latter end of the pot range in Mourinho, he almost forgot what he was as a player. Just so bizarre. And, you know, today to see the way in which, like I say, the vision going forward, there's a real confidence about him. There's a drive now. It's almost a completely different player to the one that we've seen over the past 24 months, really. Do you believe that with Winks, there is a second coming of him in a Spurs shirt? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, you know, not to be too pessimistic, but I'm on the fence with him, Ricky. Did he have the game of his life for Tottenham today? Probably. Um, to be honest, I think he could potentially have been man of the match today. He was he was absolutely exceptional. Um, so one thing's for sure, he's playing with much more confidence. What you've got to think about is, is he? Up, can you see his name up there with some of the, the best midfielders in the Premier League? And, and 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 he isn't, um, unfortunately. Um, but again, he's had a really good game, and what Conte's getting out of him is is unbelievable. I'm on the fence with Harry Winks. Uh, I really like the lad. I know he's Spurs through and through, and I admire players a lot more when they've come up through the club, you know, than just coming in and being a proven player. Um, but he's not. He for me, he's not the finished article. But previously in every other game, he's looked like. Um, he hasn't had the confidence. The, the back passing that frustrates me and the easy passes, it's almost like he was, at one point, I'm sure I made the comment, he was making up his passing tally so he looked good on his stats for when he was sold. But the because um, he was just making easy, simple passes, getting the ball and passing it back. Today, he was prepared to do th three things and the three most important things in a game. Fight, create and take risks. And, yep. um, and, and he did he, and he yeah, did all of those. Absolutely. He took those chances and it showed that he has got a little bit of that ability inside him to provide. So am I excited about Harry Winks to see him in the next game as if he can keep up the consistency? Yes. Do I think he's up there with the best in the league? Um, no. Would I like to see him improve? Absolutely. So um, we'll see how it goes from there. I think the match kind of summed up how or, you know where we are as a squad. Really, I think yes, it was a very a positive performance and a much improved performance. But we should have won today, and I think that there was you know there is there's lots of improvements to make. Um, so uh, for sure, I think uh, you know there was a reason we didn't win today, and we weren't quite decisive enough to win that game because I think a top team would have killed that game off, and they would have won that with the amount of chances we had. So yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, that's hard to agree with. Yeah. Feels yeah. like this, you know, and again with the, with some of the players, I think there's there's lots of room for improvement there, and uh, you know maybe in a couple of months' time when Conte's had more work with them and he's he's able to keep developing some of the or keep improving some of these players, then maybe we would have won that sort of game. But today it just feels as though this squad is kind of a, a it's it's getting there and it's at a good level, but it's obviously not not quite where we want it to be yet because today 
you know, we should have taken our chances and won that game. But again, yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not being negative at all about that because it was. Ricky, just ju just mm. on that, just going back to Harry Winks, just a comment uh, in the comments there. Man City could could pay 50 million for Winks, and it, and it does it gets you thinking about players, young players like Harry Winks that have that talent, but you've never had them under the proper manager, and you you know he's the type of player that you would see go for 50 million to Man City. He'd become absolutely worldly like a Phil Foden, and you turn around and go, yeah, but it's because he's under Pep Guardiola. Well, the bottom line is he's under Antonio Conte now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see what happens with him because you yeah. could turn him into that type of player. So I'm not yeah. completely dismissing him. What I'm mm. saying is I'd love to see one of the best managers in the world who is clearly getting the best out of some average players in the world, um, in, in the squad, sorry. He's getting the best out of them. I'd like to see what he can do with players like Harry Winks. They're, they're the ones that excite me. And he certainly made his impact on him today. Yeah, I mean, Simply Ace thinks Harry Winks is not worth £1.75. But again, I mean, that's what I mean about this show. You know, the, the diverse of opinions is there for we'll see. Uh, Jace, uh, after the game, Antonio Conte said, Harry Winks is working very hard. He's impressed me in training with his desire. He's a very good player. And when you play in this position with a number four in front of the back three, he's very, very good. I mean, listen, he sounds a, a big fan of Harry Winks. He's spoken glowingly of him since he's come to the club. Um, same question I'm going to ask you, Jace, as I asked you about Delhi. Do you think Winks has got a potential long-term future at the club beyond January? Uh, long, long term, no. I don't think. I don't think he'll be there next season. Put it that way. Uh, he that may just, well is be that there. just the level? Is that because of the level Conte wants in, Jason, in terms of yeah, profile and calibre? I, I think so, and I, I think the he'd need to make a big improvement. There's still a hell of a lot of really sloppy things he does wrong. Not so much today, just in general. Um, so it's you know, can we get him? passing forwards can he show that little bit more risk taking can he show a little bit more game intelligence where where you don't lose the ball in really silly areas like he can do sometimes or get caught on the ball in our center circle and things like that so he's he's there's, there's still a lot of improvements to make and i'm not so sure antonio conte is a miracle worker so i don't see him there beyond beyond the end of the season in the same way you asked me about delhi could i see him there after january maybe purely because I don't know how many players we can get in and, and what type of business can be done, particularly if you start having COVID issues and a fixture yep. pile up, it Very may well fair, be yep. managers think, do you know what we need? A, we just need more bodies on board, even if it yep. is only for one or two games here or there. So mm. difficult. Uh, I, I still think if somebody came in with a, with a 25 million pound offer in January, you'd take it. Yep. You'd take it for sure. But if the best you can get for him is five or six million, then you'd probably keep him there because mm. what you're going to do is six million to replace him. So I think it will depend on the offer more than, than anything else as to whether he'll be there or not. That's fair. OK, let's uh, run, uh, sum this up on uh, Winksy. Uh, Jamie, yes or no? Winksy, will he be here post-January 31st for you? Yes, yeah, it would de yeah, definitely, definitely be on January. I think with the home, maybe the homegrown issue might kind of limit us as well. Um, but... As Jason said, I don't think we're going to get any anywhere near the sort of money that we need to go and replace him. So, uh, yes, they will be here. And uh, I think, Sammy, I know your answer. You think he will probably be here, right, beyond January, as far as you're concerned? Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's probably going to be here. I'm on the fence as whether he should be. We just mm. need to see more of what, what Conte can bring out of him.
Yeah. Okay, another player we're going to briefly touch upon. They're going to summarise on some of these. Uh, and Don Belay will just, like I say, we'll just pick people out. Jace, we know you, so we're moving Move on to Jason. We're going to go, we're going to go to Jamie very quickly on and Don Belay. Uh, you know, a weighted perfect pass into the path of Kane to score. Spurs has opened the J. Um, after that assist, he didn't really make much of an impact in that pack midfielder. I love the fact that after we scored that opening goal, he didn't want to go and celebrate. You know, he's just absolutely knackered. You know? <laughs> knackered from making the assist. He didn't want to celebrate it. I mean, uh, Jamie, is that a one-off? And we scored on what thirteen minutes? <laughs> thirteen minutes, and a player that's not had COVID was already oh, knackered. No, I'm not, I'm, no, no, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't necessarily believe it was the fact that he's knackered. I just think that um, we just I mean, no, no, disinterested. Disinterested. Then it was. We listen. It was a lovely. Jason, we ain't disinterested. It was a lovely, a lovely pass. It was a great pass through. Is, yeah. is he done? Is he done, Jamie? That tungy. I mean, is there something there? You know, again, he started today. Would he start a player that he doesn't feel he's you know, going to uh, fight for the club? Or is that just due to a lack of options? Yeah, look, he's just so frustrating because in kind of, he's, he seems like he's the opposite at the moment of what Winks is, you know, or or, or a couple of other players. He, 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 he's he got that decisive moment in him and he's got that real quality as we saw for the goal. He produced a fantastic pass and there was other moments in the match where, you know, he, he can break the lines with fantastic passes. But, it, you know, he's just such a liability. He doesn't really seem to fit in any systems. You know, he's not really willing to put in the work. And, you know, you can have the talent, but if you're not going to put in the work to fit into a manager's system and you're not going to, you're not exactly that, then I think it's it's very difficult to kind of justify his place in the team. And, and But that's why it's so frustrating because you see with the, the passes that he makes, he's got that talent. He's got the, he's that sort of player that we need, but... It um, just doesn't seem to have the, you know, the work ethic to fit into an Antonio Conte side or even any manager side. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't think he'll make it. He still had to come off on sixty-two minutes. Yeah, but again, Jason, I mean, and a couple of players had to come off as well. You know, where uh, some some of them were blowing. You know, you know, we saw Sessignon came off. Sessignon came off in the eighty-fifth minute. <laughs> Right, let's move on. Let's move on. Even me, even me as like one of his biggest fans, I can't. I still can't really defend him because mm. again, he's, you know, he's not. He's not putting in the effort. He's not putting in the effort to kind of um, yeah. really work for the team and try and fit into a system. As I said, it's fantastic that he's you know he's making these passes. <coughs> you've got to do yeah. a lot more in football than that. So. Uh, yeah, frustrating. I, 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 find, I find it baffling. We've got to applaud a player that running now, isn't it? It's just what, what level are we at with a player? Uh, Jason, let's, let's come across to someone that you, I know you do, I say, do hold a, a, you know, an interest for, and that's uh, Hugo Lloris. He made a couple of really early saves, including a flying one to deny Alexander Arnold. The Spurs captain denied the same player with his legs to stop a powerful volley. I mean, he couldn't stop Yota's pinpoint header, to be fair to him, but he did well in Liverpool's build up to the second with a brave dive, but it was for nothing really as the ball worked its way back to Robertson to score. Um, should we be doing anything in our power, Jason Lloris, quickly to get that contract over the line and sign for another, what, 12, 18 months? Uh, I think if, if it's, it's up to Conte, doesn't it? If he wants you to play with the ball out from the back, then you're not. Do we need to spend money in different areas to Hugo? Absolutely. You, you know, yeah. I've, I've yeah, of course. always rated Hugo as, as, a, mm. as a goalkeeper with the ability to make the saves that he does. So... I'm always less liable to have a criticism of Hugo, but it depends if we want to be better side with the ball and have composure at the back. And, you know, so often it's it's his first pass that puts us under pressure because it's it's not clean, it's not straight. So it would purely depend on that. Um, I'd be more than happy to see Hugo in goal, but I, I do think we'll see him move on in the summer. 
or I if he or, or if he's there, yeah, yeah, or if he's there, it will very much be as a second goalkeeper next year, not as a first goalkeeper. I, I think the trade-off between having a keeper that can play with his feet and yeah. on, I think without doubt, I'd, I'd, I'd happily keep Hugo Lloris. I think when we lose Hugo Lloris, I, I mm. know for a fact. That we'll 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 definitely know how big a keeper that he was. Oh, absolutely, mate. I absolutely. completely agree with you there, but I'm not being funny. He needs to improve on his kicking massively. I mean, he's he's been. Well, it's not going to improve now, Sam, is it? Uh, well, no, no. But I mean, he's he, he takes an easy option to kick it out, doesn't he? He's, he's for me, is that it's that's part of his game that 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 has got worse. Uh, you know, it, and and taking nothing away from him, he's he's amazing. I want to keep him. Yes. I think we should have the chance to re-sign him. He's got to stay. Uh, he's a good leader. He's clearly captain for a reason. And yeah. um, but his kicking is really uh, nerve-wracking. Um, yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, no, but listen, I think you know, in terms of I think you said there, Jace. Um, in terms of the other areas where we need to improve this squad, yeah. Um, if, if you can get Lloris down for another twelve months, I think we probably all would agree you would. And it, this is the beauty of doing the show live, right? You get comments that fire back at you here. Uh, Joyd says I completely disagree with the comments of the panel on Ndombele. Not only did he make the first goal, he did a lot of work blocking and defending. The comments are unfair. Uh, Danny says Tange ran his arse off. Rewatch the game. There you go, Jace. Rewatch that game. Ndombele ran his arse off for those sixty-four minutes after you finished watching Fallon. Go back and watch Ndombele's performance while you're on player cam. Well, um, that's it. He ran his ass off for 64 minutes. The game was he, 98 he didn't, he didn't choose to come off. He got taken off, didn't he? I mean, listen, I'm not his biggest, biggest fan. But he got oh, yeah, I agree. Ndombele is an absolute baller in, in any squad. He's, he's, he's a he's creator of chances. He's got yeah. great skill. And, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not his biggest fan. But he's he's a really talented football player, and apparently there's a lot of you know there's a lot of talk that it took him time to come in from from him when he got transferred, and he had a lot of big language barriers, a big problem settling into London. He had yeah. a few personal issues going on, and I think that uh, you know I think he's a great player, and again like to see more of him under Conte. I know you yeah. might be thinking I'm going completely nostalgic here, wanting Endombele, Mora, Ali, and all the old boys back, but I want to see what. Conte can do with the real talent that's in the squad that we know about. And I think and Don Bolly's got it. Yep. Uh, Jamie, let's come around here. We've got a flyer for these names quickly. Um, Davison Sanchez, he made a big change to deny Marnie in the early stages. He did oh. lose Marnie in the build-up to that Liverpool's first goal, but won plenty of changes after that. Made a big sliding interception, which Sammy touched upon earlier and added time. Um, Jamie, have you been surprised by Sanchez under Conte or is there still a little bit of concern generally over Sanchez's defending? Um, yeah, he's definitely a player that I'd like to improve upon. And of course, uh, maybe in a couple of weeks' time, we were improving on that in, in having Romero back. But uh, yeah, he was he was very good today, in fairness. So I think definitely give him a bit of credit. And I think he's been good over the last couple of weeks as well. Um, but I don't think he's a player that's, that's going to be in the team for kind of the long term. I think Romero will come back into the team. I think potentially we do need another central defender. Yeah. Um, Oh, I, I, no, I don't, I don't think he'll, he's got a long-term future in, in, in staying in the team. But he was good today, very good today. Yep. Sammy, uh, Jimmy says back to you, Sammy will miss Lloris dearly once we sign Pickford or Sam Johnson to replace him. Almost like a warning there, Sammy. Be I didn't prepared. say we should get rid of him in any way whatsoever, but I did see if, if the replacements was Pickford, then crikey me, I'd be, off, I'd be offering Lloris double. But Jesus, <laughs> um, but no, I... Uh, <laughs> wow. But um, no, Probably. I... I Grabbing by the knees to stay, if that's the case. I praise you, Lewis, and I do think he brings a lot to the team that maybe we don't even get to see, you know, that yeah. leadership from the back, which mm. is the reason why a captain is chosen in the first place. It's chosen yeah. behind the scenes from the, the, the play that they make for the squad. Mm. 
and, yeah. and the influence they make on a game. But like I said, all, all I said, he should improve on his kicking. I definitely don't want him replacing for Pickford, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Stephen D- D- Stephen dude says, just because Sammy looks like Alisson, he thinks he knows what he's talking about. How dare, how dare Stephen his dude say that? <laughs> wow. Oh, that's, that's a shocker. <laughs> isn't it just, isn't it just, have you seen the, have you seen those blue eyes from over here? They're, they're beaming. <laughs> they are beaming. Right. Um, let's go back round. Let's um, sum up on these performances. Eric Dyer, let's come to Jason on Eric Dyer. Jason quickly uh, played a delightful early ball early on. Um, you know, was more enjoying that as a, as a quarterback today, to be honest with you, but defending really well <laughs> on the whole. I mean, he's just playing, Jason. Some of his best football Eric Dyer, isn't he? I mean, have you been surprised by just how much of the transformation it's been? Because there was that time, and um, I'm still a little bit in that camp that I still feel there's that moment of erratic nature in his game. But to be fair to him, is he improving, Jace, for you now, where he can be that centre back we've all hoped he could be? So far, so good. He's in. A, he played really well today, and it's it's. He's in a good run of form. Just needs to keep it going, um, and and show that there's not that the the mad Anthony Gardner type moment in him where he just switches off and does something really daft. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of movement in Liverpool. It's a tough ask defensively. You know, the quality that they've got with that Robertson and Alexander Arnold give. And then, the, you know, the, the movement doesn't matter whether it's Firmino or Jota or Mane or Salah. So the, the fact that they defended individually so well says a lot for them. But again, you've got to keep it going. But he's in good form at the moment, which is nice to see. And, yeah. you know, as, as we say with, with players, you know, all the managers come in, immediately turn to him. You know, and as we say, lots of managers lose faith, but they all take a look at Dyer and think, He's, he's always the one, whether we like it or not. Sanchez may miss games, Rhoda misses games, but they all tend to want Eric Dyer in that team. And I think, you know, if you if you looked at it as if we were playing a back four, it would be Dyer and Romero. It would be Ben Davis that would be in the side. So at the moment, he's the man in possession. He's playing well. Let's just keep it going. Absolutely. Yeah. Jamie, come over to you. Ben Davis, you know, another solid performance from Ben there at the back. You know, How many really- did you give him today? I'll give him a seven. Oh, you know, I, I would give Ben Davis a seven. You know, at, at the moment, you know, it's it's very hard to make a point in which Ben Davis should not be getting in to the first team at Tottenham at the moment. And that's credit to Antonio Conte. It's massive credit to Ben Davis. So, um, you know, I think he dealt really well with Salah in general, Jamie. Overall, um, impressed yeah. by Davis. Is he keeping his place yeah. in the team for you? I mean, that that would be the toughest task of of the season for him coming up against Salah. Him and Sessing, I think, did a very good job in terms of keeping Salah quiet today. So. Yeah, he's, he's put in a number of really impressive performances now. And um, I, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, I got a lot of hate for it when I was saying it. I feel as though he can be a, a, a good central defender for Antonio Conte because, um, again, it was an example that I used. Um, Inter Milan, he had kind of these um, more attacking, you know, uh, centre-backs that got forward and kind of put pressure higher up the pitch. And Ben Davis, although he, uh, he leaves a kind of a lot to be desired going forward, um, I still think he's got, you know, he can he can get for He's more of a mobile central defender. He can get forward, and uh, I think he he'll fit um, Conte's system for sure. Um, mm. So he was he was good today. He was very good today. Um, and yeah, I was yeah. Oh, I wish he'd have had the confidence to go for goal when he got through that time. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah. Look across the box. It's that, yeah. that thing we're missing. I think that that we're missing players that are, just have that killer instinct, and uh, uh, there's a lot of them that are missing that confidence at the moment. And I think when we I get think, that, with the yeah, I don't think that's all down to confidence. Ben Davies not hitting that ball though. Yeah. Has, has, he got, has he got what it takes to, to, no, to, no, to execute no. that? But it, he's um, he hasn't. 
you know, in almost every single game under Conte, at some stage, he's got into a position like that. Uh, ben yep. he, ma yep. he made the Sonny go against Norwich, didn't he, with a forward yep. run? So, so yeah, I mean, and I said um, Conte had that kind of central defender in, uh, I think it was Bastoni in his um, Inter Milan title-winning side, a defender who kind of got forward higher up the pitch, put pressure higher up the pitch, got into good positions. And I, I felt like Davis could potentially do that. Yes, I said, maybe he does kind of uh, leave a lot to be desired when he is in the final third. But he's a guy who's more mobile. He can defend very well. He can fit into a back three. So I think he, I think he can do a good job there. And he's another player who maybe we couldn't see him becoming a, a really good central defender. But under Antonio Conte, you just never know. He's a fantastic coach. And uh, I'm interested to see kind of what, what he's going to do going forward. Let's see. Yeah, Trevor's comments interesting here. Give Ben Davis some more time. There's goals in there. God, we are trying to find this backup striker. Harry Kane, very intense, aren't we? You know, um, quickly on Ben. Apparently, I've been harsh saying it's a seven out of ten. Jason, what's the out of ten for you, Ben Davis today? No, I think that's about right. Seven, seven's all right. Yeah, I can seven steady, seven steady and dependable. Sammy, right. what do you go for, Ben Davis? What do you give him out of ten? Uh, he had a banging game. He's between a seven or an eight. He's he's he. He did have an absolutely superb game. I can't yeah. take it away. I've not. I'm critical with Ben uh, about Ben Davis. He's not. Um, he's not a, a top Premier League player for me. Uh, yeah. That's it. But he's having a couple of great games, and you can't yeah. take that away from him. Yeah, I know Johnny's determined for me to upgrade it to an eight. Johnny, Joe, what for you? I'll upgrade it to an eight for you, Johnny. All right. I keep, keep you happy. Uh, Jamie, what was he for you out of ten, Ben Davis? Yeah, no, I agree. I think an eight. And as I said. You know, toughest task of the season against Salah. Yeah. Very yeah. well. So, yeah, very, very. First, it'll be like a, that week now, the weekly weekly debate. Give Ben Davis a rating out of 10 just to get everybody happy yeah. so it's not a seven. This is oh, Jason's thought for starting this. Yeah, we'll make that a section of the show. What we're going to give Ben Davis out of 10. Ben, ben Davis out of 10. Johnny's happy anyway. As long as Johnny's happy, that's the main thing. Um, right. So, like we said, uh, Lucas Moore replacing Ali, who worked harder in more of a deeper role today. Um, after the game, we need to comment, comment some Klopp as we kind of summarise here before we preview West Ham. Klopp said it was difficult for us for plenty of reasons, one of which was because. Um, we played against Tottenham, we played a 3-5-2, and when they got the ball, they kicked it as far as possible, and Kane and Son were on their bikes. Jamie, is Klopp just a bad loser we discussed uh, earlier? I, he, he is an awful... He's an awful... Awful, awful isn't he? Awful. Uh, we've, we've experienced that a number of times since, uh, when we've played against him. Yeah, just a, just a shocking loser. And I think he went up to the referee at, the, at full time and was... Yep. I don't think he was very pleasant, the referees. Just, oh, no, he said, I mean, I'll tell you along the lines of that, you're the only one that uh, I don't get I don't get the right decisions from. Yeah, which, uh, just childish, the whole world's against him. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, lots of managers can be a bit, you know, not particularly nice to deal with when, mm. uh, when they're on the losing side, but... Klopp. I mean, he acts like a child sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, even to the point where in the um, in the press conference itself, you know, this post presser, Jason said, "I really think this room should have some sanitizer. We have about thirty cases here. I have to touch a chair and well. I mean, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> any, uh, any words for Klopp? I can't stand him. Uh, I can imagine if he's your manager, you love him. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I think one of those, his, his comments those. today. His yeah. comments today were as stupid as Mourinho saying that we were a better team up there last year when we lost, yeah. if you yeah. remember rightly. So, yeah. you know, we've we've had a manager like that that gets that, that sees everything that goes for him and nothing that goes against and, and all of that. We've just lived to two years of that. So, um, yeah. no, he's, he's another one, I'm afraid. Yeah. 
No, that's fair. Uh, Conte, after the game, said, I said to my players, on one hand, we had a good performance, great commitment and desire against one of the best teams in the world. One point could be good on one hand, but on the other hand, when you create this many chances, you have to kill your opponent. Again, agree with Antonio Conte there. Um, just to finish up, um, we understand that the Premier League clubs are going to discuss um, an emergency meeting on Monday, whether to postpone a round of fixtures due to the COVID-19 situation. Uh, that will be game week 20 of the season. That will commence over the course of 28th, 29th, 30th, most likely, amid player welfare concerns. And that obviously would, of course, mean, again, um, no fixtures over that Christmas period, which obviously to some over here in the UK, to us, that'd be very strange because I say we're, we're used to our Boxing Day football and having it as part of our, you know, normal um, routine, really, over Christmas. And um, just to finish on that very quickly, just to get a couple of words on that. Um, Jace, for you, is that the right decision based on what we've seen this week across the Premier League in terms of the building cases of COVID at the moment amongst the squads? COVID, uh, irrelevant to COVID, no team should play the 26th and the 28th. That, that, I, don't, that don't, I don't care whether it's COVID or not. You should okay. not be playing on the 26th and the 28th. It's ridiculous. Okay. You know, they, oh, I, I, I could live with all the games being on the 29th or the 30th. Yeah. When's Watford? When's Watford? Is Watford the second? Good question. I have to, I have to look at that. I can try Is and... Is it the uh... first? We'll, have to, we'll, we'll try and find that out right now. But whilst we try and find that out, let's come around to Sammy. Sammy, can you I think, understand? No, I, I just think it should be 29th or 30th and, and yeah. then everyone on the second. You know, yeah. you know, these games, I know they like to spread so them Watford out. Is, so Watford is on the, the, the 1st of January. It's on the right. 1st so of January. Watford. To me, you should have everyone's fixture should be on the 2nd of January and everyone's fixture should be on the 29th or 30th of December. But there should, there should, you should not be playing 28th of December if you've played Boxing Day. That's ridiculous. OK. Uh, Jamie, let's come over to you. Do you understand that decision potentially that will be taken on Monday? Obviously, when you've listened to this, obviously, on Monday, uh, you may have already heard this decision, so this is a non-redundant subject for you. But um, in the course of right now for our live listeners, Jamie, yeah. is that the right decision potentially? Yeah, possibly. I think that a lot of teams have been quite heavily affected by COVID. And of course, that limits the number of players that can be in the squad. So there's even more kind of on the current players that are available. There's even more pressure on them um, to, to, to keep playing. You know, these are the times when you need your squad because it's it's insane making players, you know, the, the schedules that they have where they've got games on the 26th. And as Jason said, the 28th or whatever, that's just crazy. So um Yes, potentially, I think it's a good idea. I mean, look, Chelsea, I think they, they were really even struggling for numbers on the bench today. So, um, yeah, the situation, I think I, I, I would agree with that. I think it's probably the right decision. Yeah. I just, okay. you know, I mean, I just think that the logic of it, if you've played on the 26th, um, 27th is always going to be a rest and recovery day. Yeah, you, should then you can't, least, have, you can't you do training on that day. Least, and you should have one day to prepare for yeah. your next game, at least do your walkthrough, your set piece training. But if you're thinking if if the 27th is a rest and recovery day, and teams are travelling on the 27th to play on the 28th, then they're, they're clearly not prepared for the game on the 28th at all, are they? There can be no preparation work for a game on the 28th. So, mm. like I say, the fitness issues is one thing, but the, in general sense, if you can't even prepare for a game properly, you shouldn't be playing it. It's, you know, so, I mean, uh, Ash on the screen says you're ignoring the fact that TV schedules dictate everything. And he's absolutely right on that. You know, again, he is. Um, and also the he fact is. that obviously we've got a number of games backed up now where when you're looking at it, you know, we might still potentially have to play, uh, Jason, in your words, that checker trade game, um, that Europa Conference League game against Stad Rene at some point. I mean, Sammy, for you, what do you think the right decision would be? Would you be in favour of that potential postponement or would you like to see those games go ahead? 
Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, I think it, it, obviously the COVID situation has to be taken re- relatively, well, very, very seriously, you know, and regardless to the fact that um, whilst the country was on its knees, they all had wine and cheese is what they're saying. And we've all been duped by the government, but we'll we'll come back to that another time. I think if there's safety at the stadiums, we should, um, we should potentially keep the matches on. And it's what makes football, the variables in football is what is what makes them as long as you know, things are being done properly where there's enough players to play in the squad. And this is this is the big test of, of, of managers. We're, we're looking at a manager that's getting the best out of players that some of them potentially might not have been on the pitch. Is that not a quite an enjoyable variable to see if we can get the best out of people that might not be playing? Um, as long as everybody's safe, I'm, I will add that, I'll keep adding that, as long as everybody's safe, I like to see football go ahead. Having two games in three days is, is ludicrous and it always has been um, for the fitness of the players and not only the fitness of the players, the planning that actually goes into, into planning a match. And, and you know, there's a lot of digital walkthroughs of the game and stuff like that these days that doesn't even go on on the training field. It, you know, it goes on in, in the boardroom whilst the players look at what positions they should be in and the likes of. And um, is there enough time for them to even get their heads around preparing for big matches? I don't know. However, um, it's life and 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 everybody's surviving through it. And as long as we've got enough players to play, we play football. Yeah, Christmas period, I've got to admit, well, is, is there is the much better than having it cold outside, the TV blaring on, a beer in your hand, the family running around the house, and you're cheering for the squad that you love the most? Yeah, I mean, no, that's that, fair. Like I say, and this is the thing, is I think a lot of people, like you said there, Sammy, uh, football for them over Christmas is, like I say, a, a massive part of their routine. So, like I say, not having those fixtures around the Boxing Day and around the Christmas period, you're totally right. You know, we absolutely do love it. And um, again, I think we all just want to obviously stress the nature that... Um, it needs to be right. It needs to be safe for everybody. So, um, like I say, we can actually happen. We've got to remember, Ricky, we're three games behind already as well. So, what's happening? You know, what, 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 what's, what, what's going on there? You know, we're, we're games behind already. We've got to try and, um, if, if there's any more delays in it, that I think that decreases our chances much more than playing a few players that might necessarily not have got in the squad. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I can tell um, MS on the screen right now, we will not be applying to be on the Premier League uh, panel unless Jason has got an interest there. We'll send Jason the application form tomorrow morning, but he's too busy at the moment watching Fallon now and not no, 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 I'm just looking at what the fixtures are on the 28th in general. That, that's all. I mean, who, I mean, a, a Newcastle playing the 28th? I don't know. I think I think there's a full round, isn't it? I think there's a full round of fixtures. I might be... I mean, I might I mean be... you look at that game, for instance, you know, and forget who the... the op- Arsenal against Wolves is at 12.30. Mm. So Wolves will have played Boxing Day and they're travelling down for a 12.30. I mean, that's not even 48 hours recovery. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Absolutely no. ridiculous. And, yeah. um, you know, Watford, West Ham, okay, at least it's not too much travelling. But but mm. for um, and Leeds, Aston Villa is another one that's travelling. But that's at least 5.30. But for yeah. Wolves to be going to Arsenal, well, forget that it's Arsenal. It would be the same if they were coming to us. 12.30. Yep. Less than two days after they've played. That is absolutely ridiculous. If Arsenal were at home to us or West Ham or Palace, you could make more of a case. But Wolves, that's ridiculous yeah. timing. Yeah, I guess I'd say, well, um, listen, by the time you're listening to this on your morning commute, Friday, this is an audio. 
you would have known the judgment and the verdict. So let's like say you can reflect on this as you will. But um, for our listeners live right now, um, we are going to go for our final break of the show for our, let's like say, watching audience. Uh, for our listeners on audio, of course, take you into this break. You're going to hear from Anna from Spurs XY, who gives us her review of Spurs' women's latest game. And also we've got a preview ahead of a absolutely crucial League Cup quarterfinal against West Ham, which is where we'll be going next. Hello, everyone. I'm Anna from Spurs XY, and welcome back to the Spurs Women segment here on The Last Word on Spurs. Now, I'll cut right to it. We played against Everton at home today, so it was a Spurs versus Merseyside kind of day. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it to the game because uh, the men were playing against Liverpool, which is the game I attended. Uh, I did watch the beginning of the game, though, because it kicked off at 2 while the men kicked off at 4.30, so I was able to catch uh, the beginning of the, the first half, or the majority of the first half, where it pretty much looked like all Everton, so it wasn't that fun of a watch. It, wasn't, it was a bit concerning, to be honest, but... In the end, Nas scored an absolute cracking goal. I'm still yet to see it, but from the reports, it sounded like it was amazing. And um, that was the only goal of the game. And we won 1-0, which means we went back up into third because United played in a game earlier and they won that. So they temporarily took our position, but we went back to third. And uh, that's a very, very nice spot to finish this uh, calendar year in because the women are stopping now for the winter. They'll resume in January. And oh my goodness, I think, you know, it's safe to say that Rianne's done a fantastic job with the ladies. It's not clean, as in it's not always guaranteed and there are still some some moments that aren't perfect. But overall, you can't fault the um, the results we're having and to be in the position we are in the league as well. And, and to be grinding out the results in the manner we are grinding them out in, especially that United and Arsenal ones a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I'm just I'm just lost for words. I think we're doing very well. I think the backing, uh, the, obviously, the being able to train at the training ground, the backing that the the entire club is giving the team. So, and um, we're obviously promoting the under twenty threes as well. So, you know, I think Tottenham Hotspur is is taking care of its um, youth and uh, women's teams, which I think is fantastic. So, and uh, clearly, we're seeing results because the under twenty threes are doing very well. The women are doing very well. So, I'm very excited. I think it's a it's a good time to be a, a women's fan as well. Um, a lot of exciting things happening. So. Yeah, I just really hope we can take it from here. Um, it'd be amazing if we could finish in that third spot. That'd be absolutely cracking. It's not an easy league at all. And considering we've only been there one, two years or so, you know, we're definitely very, very new on this level. But uh, we're very ambitious and I hope we can just keep doing that, keep grinding results, attracting more players and establishing ourselves. That's going to be the next step. So we'll just have to wait and see. But so far, so good and very, very exciting. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show and come on, you Spurs. Finally, hopefully, listen, the game goes ahead. Of course, West Ham are heading to Tottenham Hotspur on Wednesday in the Carabao Cup. I'm off the back of watching you lot against Liverpool. I was really impressed, actually, with Antonio Conte, the, ch the change in tactic to go 3-5-2. Even the movement of Kane, I know maybe a few of you Spurs fans will be thinking his, his form has dipped. Obviously, it has this season, but getting him on the shoulder a lot more is a threat to us on Wednesday. And, and in terms of us, obviously, we come into the game off the back of a few disappointing results. A again, we won against Chelsea. And, and then for me, you know, we've dropped points against Arsenal and Burnley. And injuries have played a major part in that. And I don't really want to be one of those fans that harps on too much about it. But when you look at the type of injuries, Creswell, Zuma, Ogbonna, they're a substantial part of our back four. And it would concern me with your wing-back system, particularly if Arthur Mazowaku plays as a conventional left-back, if West Ham keep with the back four 
that would be a problem. He gets caught on square way too many times. I think we've seen Spurs being a little bit more vertical in terms of the passing that they're showing. If you play with two forwards up front in Kane and Son, again, there is enough movement there to cause West Ham issues. In terms of coming into this game, I think West Ham will play the strongest team that they can. Principally, the reason behind that would be, of course, that the Norwich game was called off. And to be honest, as gutted as I am not to go and watch the game of football, as gutted as I am to miss an opportunity for West Ham to get three points in an important season at an important time, I actually think us getting a break going into this type of fixture is crucial. And listen, I think West Ham have struggled in particular recently in the final third. And, and a big part of that has been Mikel Antonio. Now, I envisage that he's going to play against you lot on Wednesday. And the biggest problem is, is that he's, He's so ingrained in, in West Ham system in terms of hold-up play, in terms of versatility of position, in terms of movement in beyond. And particularly during the early parts of this season, he's finishing in the positions that he's picking up. And when he's not performing to that level, it seems that the performance level of our attacking three midfielders, Ben Rama, Bowen, Fornals, Lanzini's coming to the fore now. It has dipped and West Ham have struggled to create in the final third. The ball retention's been worse, in, in my opinion. And also I find the fact that the way that West Ham will distribute into Mikel Antonio, the way that West Ham will build out from the back if we're not looking to play passes and invite pressure is to play long into Mikel Antonio. I look at your back three, I look at Dyer, I look at Sanchez, even Ben Davis. I think it makes it too easy for you to regain possession. And I think Conte will favour that. In terms of a predicted lineup for me, I think Ariola will play purely because he has been our cup goalkeeper. West Ham fans will argue that there's a debate whether he should play over Fabianski. I think that's a question for another day and definitely for another channel. I'm going to go, Sufal's going to play right back. We know that he's been suspended in the league, but there's no reason for him not to play in this game. I think Diop and Dawson will start. If you're looking for positions, actually, in terms of where they're going to be at, I think you're going to see Dawson at a right-sided centre-back and Diop at left-sided centre-back. I'm hopeful Cresswell can come back into this game. It'll be a huge plus for us, particularly in terms of set-piece delivery. Double pivot, Suchek and Declan Rice. Declan's going to be huge in this game and I'll go on to explain as to why. I think Moyes is going to play with Manu Lanzini. If you're asking me personally, I would like to see Fournals on the left and Bowen on the right. I think defensive work rate's crucial, particularly against your wing-backs. We're going to need that. And I think as well, the opportunity for West Ham to have an overload against your back three is going to be crucial at times. And I back Bowen and I back Manu Lanzini, of course, and Fournals in that sense. And Mikel Antonio, purely because he's the only player that we can really play. Calls for Vlasic. I think time has passed since our last game and against Arsenal and maybe what we wanted. And listen, Antonio was incredibly poor. I think we just have to go and hope that Antonio is fully fit. He's ready. He's running in behind. I look at your 11. I think there's there's a few things that West Ham can do in this game. I think overloading the midfield is a big part of that. I think Manu Lanzini, this type of game, will suit him. If you do play 3-4-3, three, three, you look at the midfield too. I know Conte tries to control the, the midfield. And again, his two midfielders have to be really good in possession and they have to keep the ball. I think West Ham can press with the double pivot. I think Lanzini can drop in deep and help us transition. I think we can overload as well, particularly if Fornals and Bowen are coming central. So that's one way I would look at it. I would also look at Emerson Royale. I, I, listen, I know you've spent a lot of money on him. I think positionally he's poor. I think there's a reason why he's playing wing back. If Antonio is going to be versatile and hopefully he is fully fit and energised, he's peeling off to that left-hand side and we're overloading it constantly and keeping the ball and regaining it. And that will give West Ham time to push the players up, to squeeze our two midfielders in Suchek and Rice a bit higher. And then, of course, we can try and, and set the attacks from there. 
again, I, I sort of expressed it earlier in terms of the, the worry for me from, from Tottenham's point of view. I think Son's a, a problem. I think the way that Conte wants to play, you've got options in Mora to play possibly as well. We're looking at players that are going to get on the shoulder a little bit more. And, and if you're going to try and isolate and overload in wide areas, I think, that, again, that's a possibility. And you're going to stretch with the front two. That would worry me, even, even with a front three, you know, irrespective of whether Kane starts to drop deep and, and maybe causes Suchek or Rice some kind of issues or some kind of problem tactically. I still think you've still got two players there to play on the shoulder and stretch us. But I don't think West Ham go into this game playing a higher line in the same way that Liverpool have done tonight. I think it'd be more of a mid-block where it'd be slightly more reserved. I would hope that it is in terms of West Ham defending it and not allowing Tottenham to have too much movement and space in beyond. In terms of a scoreline, I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. I think I think we get this one done. I hope from set pieces, Creswell's back and West Ham can, can garner some kind of chances. I am concerned about our creativity. I do think that's a big point. I think if Tottenham can nullify Antonio, I will start to worry and it will be very one-dimensional and very sporadic in terms of West Ham's chance creation in the final third. I think you get a goal because of Dawson Diop and the movement of Son and Kane. I think West Ham nick it. I don't know why. Maybe it's more optimism out of anything after what I've seen in the past two games. But I think if West Ham can return to how we've played this season, particularly early doors, I think we should be getting a result against Tottenham. So I hope so anyway. I won't wish you luck because we know what type of game this is. Thanks so much for listening to me. Of course, you'll find me on the West Ham way. It's Corey Kemp underscore on Twitter. And hopefully, West Ham can get to a semi-final. We'll see. Dan Lawless here from West Ham Fan TV here for the last word on Spurs, recording my preview for the Tottenham versus West Ham game, Carabao Cup quarter-final, massive game, big, big game. Uh, London derby and Tottenham are now back, having just got a massive draw against Liverpool in the uh, Premier League, which was a big shock, I'm sure, to you all as well, um, as it was to me. I mean, it was uh, a crazy game, lots of controversial decisions, but it surprised me um, and worried me a bit just for the actual amount of energy I saw from, from Tottenham on the pitch and the how deadly Spurs looked on the counter-attack. Now, this game on Wednesday is going to be a lot different. I, um, as we know, you know, this is Liverpool... They're going to be a team that's that's going to come at you a, a lot more and a lot a lot more susceptible to a counter attack. Whereas, you know, we might not commit. I don't think we'll commit as much forward as as Liverpool, and you'll have a little bit of the more of the ball than you did against Liverpool. So, I don't think you're going to be able to be counter attacking us like that so often. But it does show that when there's them opportunities come, how quickly you can carve teams open and. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it it was really surprising to see because I looked at that for, you know, the match fitness surely won't be there. You haven't played in so long, but, you know, the team looked hungry. And this game, it's it's one that I don't want to lose. You know, it's, it's bragging rights. You know, whichever team loses is, is going to have to get a lot of stick from the opposition fans. So, you know, I'm <laughs> I can't bear thinking about it, and it's it's at your ground as well. You know, we've we've done quite well against Spurs over the years. You know, away from home, and we had that other Carabao Cup game where we came back from I think it was like two 0 down to win it three two. Andre Ayew scoring two goals. Um, so you know, there's history there, but anything can happen. Everyone says form goes out the window. We've not been on the best of form lately. 
you know, I think tiredness is starting to creep in from all the extra games, injuries, you know, we've lost our entire starting back four, so that, we've had to deal with that, you know, the loss of Creswell and Suma or Bonner, Johnson, it's been quite difficult to deal with, Antonio's been getting a bit tired, but, you know, we finally had a game called off on Saturday, which I think has given us a much needed bit of rest, um, the game against Norwich, so between the Arsenal game and this game wins us a week's rest now. The players can try and rest up and get ready for this game. And, you know, we know that they, they know what this game means. You know, it's, it's a chance to get through to the semi-final, you know, as well as a big London derby. So complacency has to go out the window. Everything, tiredness, they've just got to dig deep because this is a chance now to, if we get to that semi-final, you know, we're just one step step away from potentially winning a trophy and this you, you guys need to win this as you know as much as us we both are hungry for for trophies both desperate for trophies so look we're we're gonna go full strength i can't see any other way than going full strength which is still limited hope i'm hoping creswell's back because masuaku I, I love him going forward but defensively he's a liability and you guys could get so much joy out of that out of your right wing if he is fit you know so we'll, we'll probably have either Fabianski or Ariola, I'm happy with any of those options. Um, I'm hoping Creswell's back, but if not, it's going to be Masuaku, Diop Dawson, um, Soufal, I think, is suspended, which is really frustrating because he would have missed the Norwich game, so I, I need to see about that. But that was postponed, so he could be out for this one, which will have young Ashby, who's got a good account of himself, but he's a very young player, so it's a big game for him to step up to. And we'll have Raya Suchek, Bowen, uh, Lanzini, potentially for now, and Antonio. Do we need Antonio hasn't scored in a while. Um, he's had a bit of a drought, and obviously Harry Kane's been the same. I think he scored uh, a good goal today against Liverpool. So, um, you know, hopefully that Antonio can get back on the score sheet. You know, he does like scoring against Spurs. So this would be a huge game for him to score and start to get back on the back on the goal scoring form. So, yeah, I think that you know that's what you can look forward to and. Yeah, big game either way. Um, we need to get back to winning ways, but we want to win something this season. I'm desperate to see us win something this season. And look, we've done Man City uh, in the Cup. We've done Man United in the Cup. And now Tottenham. I think if we do this game, I'll start feeling very confident that we can do it. So I'm going to predict a 2-1 win to West Ham. So... Thanks for having me, guys, as always. And I wish you nothing but bad luck on Wednesday. Um, thanks for having me. Right, we've got a very busy week coming up. We've got obviously the West Ham game coming. We've got a Christmas special. We've got a lot of games to come potentially. Like I say, this could all change depending on obviously uh, Monday's verdict from the Premier League. But uh, let's start with, of course, a big game for the football club. For me, I would say um, biggest game of our season that West Ham game. That's how I see it for me. That League Cup tie is absolutely mahusive for the club. Let's start with Jamie on this. Jamie, West Ham, who obviously have had now a bit of a free weekend because of their game was postponed. Does it work in favour for Tottenham where there's gaining momentum on the back of that result against Liverpool? How do you see it or does the rest time give West Ham the advantage here for this one? Because this game is going to be really, really intense that we obviously hope is going to go ahead. Um, yeah, I think West Ham will definitely benefit from that because I think both teams are going to go and put out their strongest lineups. I think it's, uh, it's obviously a cup Cup quarterfinal, I think it's a great chance for both teams to win a trophy and it's a London derby and I think both managers will know the importance of this game to both sets of supporters. So, um, 
yeah, I, I think the West Ham will definitely have benefited from that rest. But I think as well, uh, as you made the point, I think we would have gained a lot of confidence from today. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a massive, massive game. I'm really, really excited for it. I'm a bit gutted that I'm not going to be going uh, because of COVID. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that that's going to be a really exciting game, I think, between two really exciting teams as well. Of course, West Ham, they're, they're having a great season as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting match. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And as you said, it's, it's a huge, um, I think it's a really, really important game for us. It's a great opportunity to to, to go and win a trophy this year. Um, mm -hmm. So, I, th I think there's, there's that. And then, of course, I think it's against West Ham. And we always want to beat West Ham. And especially kind of the form they're in, it'll be even sweeter to beat them. So, um, yeah, looking really looking forward to that game on, on Wednesday. Absolutely. I think it's fair to say ahead of this one, come over to you, Sammy, that um, team is at the moment is um, very light on the ground. But obviously, as we've said, West Ham have had obviously a weekend to rest after their game was postponed. Obviously, I think West Ham will probably feel the same way as Tottenham. That this is a massive opportunity to progress to a semi-final, uh, which we've, there's been talk this week that might be cut to one game, depending on the situation around Omicron, COVID, however you want to go with that particular um, sentiment. What, what do you think, Sammy, ahead of this game for Tottenham? Is this a priority for you to progress? Absolutely. Um, th this is a game I really want to see. This is one of the most important games for me. Um, uh, not just because it's West Ham, because it's a chance. Um, but also, you know, it's a big, big game. Can we beat West Ham? I mean, um, it's, it's a big question. They're not playing the best football in the league, but they're playing... They're just playing ferocious football, and they're just that they, they look absolutely solid. You can't take it away from them. Um, if you're a football fan, you, you you're enjoying watching how West Ham fight for every ball. That the Moisey's got them absolutely going crazy. But um, yeah, yeah I'd, I, 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 that's the game that I want to see, um, yeah. and that's clearly the game that I, that, that I want to win. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Jason, you know West Ham have massively improved this season under David Moyes. I think it's fair to say that. Um, you know, we, we can't be taking this one lightly. You know, they're going to come into this game. They're going to be prepared. They've already beat us once already this season. Obviously, now going into it, I think we were all... When this when this game came out of the hat, I think we were all in view of trepidation because Nuno was still here. And we was massively concerned at playing a team like West Ham and the way they fight for everything. But they have gone, Jace, on a little bit of a dip recently. How do you view the importance of this game? And do you think that we go into it as a benefit by just coming off the Liverpool game on a high with a 2-2 draw against a real depleted squad in a wheel. And we'll see where we're coming from. Well, I'm glad we've we've had a game today because going into it, having not played for two and a half weeks would have been a, a bigger problem for me. Uh, they were absolutely shocking at the Emirates the other night. They were, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was like, definitely their worst like watching of the season. A, yeah. Newcastle would have fought better than, than they did last week at the Emirates. But we always know it's Tottenham, so they'll turn up uh, and they'll bring a, a big... I don't know how many tickets they got, what, four and a half, five thousand tickets? They will uh, have, yet because the Carabao they'll, they'll Cup, they will have at least... Uh, they, they famously beat us 3-3 last season, or, you know, under Jose, which is probably the turnaround in the, the two sides, that 3-3 that three, three game from that moment on. I think with West Ham this year, you know, it's important to, to realise they've lost as many games as we have this year. People, you know, they've been in the top four, but the, 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 it's down to perception. They beat Liverpool, they beat Chelsea, they beat Tottenham. So they've won their big games. And we've tended to lose our big games until today. You know, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham. But actually, they're what? They're two points ahead of us, having played two games more. 
They've yeah. lost five already this year, so they're, they're not unbeatable. And when I've seen them of late, other than corners, they're not they're not that much of a big threat to, to it. I'm not seeing them really open teams up. They, mm. they take fantastic set pieces, and we conceded with a corner at their place. So if we can defend corners, we'll need to. Who was who got sent off against Arsenal? Was oh, it too foul? Yeah, Kufau, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Kufau, Kufau went. Yeah. So he'll, he'll presumably, yeah, he's suspended. He'll be, he'll, now, be, he'll, he'll be suspended because he'll be for the League Cup, which, which is obviously a good thing for Tottenham because he obviously is a popular player at West Ham. Yeah, I, I think Declan, I like watching Declan Rice. Big admiration for Declan Rice. I think he's a super player in that role. And Antonio, we know, will be a will be a physical challenge. But it's and Gerard Bowen is playing well for them. But yep. we shouldn't be scared of them. No, we really shouldn't be scared of him, and it is just a massive, massive opportunity for us. And uh, no doubt we'll get battered, even if we win. They'll still be singing, "We get battered everywhere we go." But uh, you know, so I'm going for a, I'm going for a two-nil Spurs win where we get battered. I love it. We'll start with that one. Let's come on to Sammy. Sammy, what are you going for score-wise? Um, three-one Tottenham. Three-one Tottenham. Okay. Confidence in the camp and Kane scoring. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that, that, that would that would be great, wouldn't it? Two games in, consecu- in consecutive games for Kane. That would that'd be just, great. To I see just him. think that the way it works, he should get sent off today, so he's suspended for it. But yeah. I, I bet he'll be the one that scores the decisive goal, and then they'll have a, a chip on their shoulder like Scousers will and say, "Oh, you know, he shouldn't have been playing." Yeah, that would be the way, wouldn't it? It would be the way. Jamie, let's come over to you. What are you going to yeah. go for? I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going for quite a high score. I'll go for three-two, three-two Spurs. Three-two. It'll be quite. A, it's definitely gonna be a close game, and I think it'll be a fairly high-scoring game as well. Yeah. I've got. I've got a question. Who's gonna start this game, Galini or Lloris, Jamie? Oh, uh, Lloris definitely. I think we'll go definitely. for our strongest lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, Jace, you do. You seem unsure there. Yeah. No. Because in my score prediction, I hadn't even allowed for Galini. Mm. So, uh, I mean, this is, if Galini yeah. starts, I'm, I'm, I'll have a meltdown and the team sheet comes you, out. You generally feel it's going to sway the game that much, Galini and goal over Lloris? Well, I think it's a big difference, especially if, you know, definitely. I, I want Hugo in that game. You, you reckon Hugo will start, Jace? Or you're not sure? I hadn't even thought of it till you posed the question. I bloody hope he does. I bloody hope he does. Sammy, what do you reckon? Will, will Hugo start this one due to the nature of how big it is? He's got to be in it. It's not an option for me. That's one of the games where he's got to be in it. Mm. Um, not only for the fact that he's a, the, the better goalkeeper, for the fact that he's the leader, as we spoke about earlier tonight. Uh, you need you know, you know, need him there commanding from the back. And that's what we want in a game like that. Yep. Now, uh, King Hollowas on the screen is director of time. I think my understanding no. is this game goes straight to penalties, doesn't it? Straight to penalties. Straight to penalties. So, um, I mean, I think all of us nerves-wise, we want it wrapped up in 90 minutes because um, if it is Galini in goal, but then again, Galini did uh, get us through against Wolves. We can't forget that. You know, he did. He was the hero of the penalties. So, um, look, there you go. Jamie, Sammy, Jason, all predicting Spurs to beat West Ham to advance to the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. I mean, it's a big week for Tottenham coming up. We will hear a verdict as to whether Spurs are in that Europa Conference League uh, checker trade for Jason, who is... Get out of it. <laughs> Kick us out. Kick us out. Yeah, Jason, I mean, you know, if, if you do want to kick us out, I mean, we, you know, we'll all take it. We'll get to, we'll get to <laughs> I think if you finish third in the group, you get in next year's Eurovision Song Contest. So I don't want to be in the third. Well, we, we was having this conversation with Crackers and I said, we'd probably come second to Bosnia somehow. We'd still mess this up. We'd still bottle it. Um, 
But honestly, just a, a massive thank you for, to Jamie, to Jason, to Sammy and myself. Um, we're back for a mega week coming up on last one on Spurs. Um, we've obviously got West Ham to come um, on Wednesday. We're then back on Thursday for our Christmas special. Make sure you bring your Christmas hats, your uh, tinsel toe, everything. Uh, like I say, um, you'll see Jason. Um, I'll well, Whoever he's out on. Um, like I say, it's uh, going to be a great week on last one on Spurs. We're going to have Sammy back on this very soon as well. Um, but from the team, from Sammy, from Jason, from Jamie, as always, thanks so much for all your love tonight in the comments. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you doing? Please subscribe right now to the show. And as always, keep the faith and come on, you Spurs. I've missed the fucking... Sports Social Podcast Network.